everybody. Welcome back to CORE. This is CORE, where we talk about... Hold on. <laughs> and a little Dr. Pepper before the thing. I apologize. Uh, the zero sugar really got to me. <laughs> this week's episode brought to you by Dr. Pepper. <laughs> What's the it. color of the kid, Scott? Uh, this one's... Or- uh, bra- uh, I don't know, black and red. Look at that. Zero sugar. Sweet. Mm. <laughs> the the check from Major Melon didn't show up, so now we're on to Dr. Pepper. Oh, that's right. He's a doctor, I make more money. he's gotta have money. I may have drunk. They don't pay people in the military near as much as they pay doctors. That's true. I'm, I may have uh, drunk us out of Major Melon this week, so uh, I'm not. I'm a little ashamed to admit that I consumed, I think, an entire whatever comes in those long boxes. How, how many is that? Like nine, ten pack. 12. 12 is it? Ugh. Yeah. Well, my wife had two, so I probably had I probably drank 10 of those over a week. I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh, probably not probably great. Fine. <laughs> probably <laughs> fine. You think so? I don't know, man. What I if, so. what if um, I go get blood tests in June? What if I go in there and they go, uh, you're more um, flavor than man? Or I don't know what they'd say. <laughs> I just picture like- a scene where you're, you're sitting there with your family and all of a sudden you go... <clears throat> <clears throat> Excuse me, and then you stand up and you go to the bathroom, and the tense music slowly builds, yeah. and you just start coughing and coughing, and then you look down at your hands, and it's just watermelon seeds. <laughs> and then I show them slowly, and then the music starts, and then <laughs> then I spend eight months in the hospital trying to deal with my seed problem. It'll be great. Yeah. Well, uh, welcome just, to the, the show. only thing you got to worry about is your Mountain Deutorium in your blood when you get your blood work done. My Mountain Deutorium is that what you called it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> If it's, it's, if it's one over three, then you're in trouble. You know what I should do? If they say pee in a cup, I just straight up pour Major Melon into a cup. <laughs> what are they going to do? You know? Like, has anyone ever... Do you think anyone's ever done that just as a joke? Just go in there and they say pee in your cup and you just pour whatever whiskey in there, whatever you feel like putting in there to freak them out and then make Problem them go is, test it. You, you wouldn't do it to your own self because they it wouldn't be funny. They'd just be like, I'm trying to help you. What are you doing? Like, I just... <laughs> yeah. I think every... And it's hard to intercept other people's pee. Like the way it would be funny is for you to do it to someone else. Yeah. Right. But yeah. it's just like how like I'm, sitcoms make it look easy, but it's really hard to engineer a scenario where you intercept pee in a container. Yeah. To replace it with something. Yeah. But I mentioned it's possible. Uh, someone has to have, to like to have done one. this. Someone somewhere yeah. has done this. I don't know who it was and I don't know what the circumstance is. And if you have write in and tell us about it. But if you ever substituted some other beverage or liquid for your own pee, and I don't mean using their friend's pee because you were stoned and there was like pot in your blood and you're getting a blood test. I don't mean that. Yeah, no like, trailer park boy stuff. No, none of that. None of the that was a whole swapping. season. They had a, they had a pee ring. Oh, <laughs> they yeah. had a pee crime syndicate. I forgot about that. <laughs> that um, but that, yeah, we want to know if you did it as a prank. Is that new season out? Because they're in jail in the new season. I want to see it's that. It's on Swearnet, but I don't think it made it to Netflix. It's just called Trailer Park Boys Jail. I think it's coming. And I don't here. know why I haven't paid for it. It's only two dollars <laughs> to join Swordnet. Like it's not expensive. Really? Um, I really want to I think it's all out now, so yeah, all right. I want to go watch that. I'll have to check. Uh I have some Plex connections. Anyway, hey, welcome back to the show. And uh now let's get into it here. It's a big week for video games. If you like having uh the living poo scared out of you, because tomorrow People will be able to get their hands on the hot new release, Resident Evil 8, or as they prefer it, we call it Resident Evil Village. Yeah. And uh, the the reviews and the buzz so far have been pretty good. People seem to really quite like it. And I'm happy to say that some reviews that I read, knowing that I was probably going to have to play this, and now it's confirmed, and I'll tell you about that in a minute, but um, 
some of the reviews were saying it's not all about running away from that vampire lady, the tall lady. And that's good. I don't want her to be the nemesis type thing in this. Uh, I guess for the bit she is, she is. But the game apparently really straddles like a whole handful of sort of horror tropes uh, and make it a really nice package of a bunch of different kinds of horror. And I'm into that uh, in terms of like, you know, variability of gameplay and that sort of thing. But I'm also terrified because apparently even the strongest among some of my friends uh, who have preview preview copies, there have been moments in that game where they've had to like back up, turn it off and leave for like an hour because it's so there's like moments that are that shocking or that scary. Uh, so that being said, uh, shout out to Badger Lord, who uh, does this every time one of these comes up and uh, he bellied up to the bar following the rules that I have that I won't pay for my own scary video games. He donated a copy of eight, which uh, is now happening. John will likely be the uh, tag along there, although we haven't scheduled the times, but we'll figure it out. And uh, you get to hear me scream like a young child uh, as I play Resident Evil eight out tomorrow. Aside from that, are we excited? John, you're you love the series. So you're you're all about this. Pretty stoked, right? I'm excited. I was on Discord asking if our uh, Discord listeners felt I should play it separately from you and be there as a guiding voice for you, yeah. uh, which is where they ultimately said I should, because they know that I'm not going to coddle you. They know I'm not going to prep you for anything. They know I'm going to let you walk into any scare that I, I know is coming. Yeah. Um, but that I will keep you focused on the task at hand. Mm-hmm. So that is what they requested of me. And that's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to be playing it tonight. Uh, tomorrow whenever it unlocks and uh when does it unlock forward to it is it tonight like midnight kind of thing or uh, i don't know usually it's the night before but it, yeah. release date is definitely tomorrow you see what does steam say well while you're looking that up this is the sounds i make when i play these games <coughs> all right i warned you that's what that's going to sound like and it's going to get worse so uh i think that was grandma in the last game <coughs> yep that's that sounds like grandma that was her <laughs> She scared the hell out of me in seven. So there is no VR. My understanding is no VR in this version of the game. But even if there was, I'm not playing it that way. <laughs> no way. Not a chance. I didn't do it with seven. I'm not doing it here. And uh, yeah, it's going to be it's something else. Um, Bo, are you uh, give me your your interest level on in something like that. I'm curious, but only because <clears throat> that lady's kind of hot. <laughs> vampire lady <laughs> not gonna lie i'm just i'm always like i don't care about resident evil and i see that beautiful woman and i'm like oh man video game women they're getting really beautiful yeah i mean i and uh yeah i feel like she's um i, I feel like just, <laughs> i know that's a weird thing no 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 say, you're not the only one there's tons totally of people you're not alone just like, <laughs> you're not alone people really find her attractive i don't i don't know what my problem is i think she's weird and freaky and i don't like I know what it is. Okay, I have a sto- I'll tell you a quick story, and this will tell you why I don't like girls that are taller than me. It's not some power play, and it's not some weird, like, eh, men should be taller, any of that, okay? Plenty of people I know. attracted to, or you just don't like them? Like, I, oh, I'm, idiot. I'm, I'm afraid of them, and weirdly, well, okay, here's what, so here's what happened. This girl in high school, she was working behind the counter at some, I don't remember the restaurant, and I thought, ooh, I'd like to go out with her. She's like two inches taller than me, but I didn't care. I'd like to take her out. And she was very pretty, super nice girl. Got the nerve up, asked her, 
got the date all set. And I said, Dad, such and such date's coming up. It's like a Saturday night. Can I please use the keys to, at the time, we had a, a Nissan 300Z. And the reason we had this hot black sports car with a freaking T-roof is because my dad would bring cars from California and then auction them here. But they were always rotating, so we always had something new. But we almost always had something that was cool that I could drive for dates. And it was pretty rare we didn't have anything cool. So he says, yep, I think I'm going to still have that car, that whole, we're, we're gonna, it's going to be another two weeks because the turbo's broken. i got to fix that before I can sell it. So you won't need the turbo, but everything else works, so you'll drive that that night. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take this super hot girl on this date, and it's going to be amazing. And uh, the weekend comes around, and I, I go outside like Friday and go, where's the Nissan? And my dad goes, oh, uh, I had to, we had to, somebody give me an offer I couldn't refuse, so I had to let it go. I'm like, Dad, I got this date tomorrow with a super hot girl. Blah, blah, blah. He says, you'll be fine. I've got other cars. I said, well, what other cars? The only car he had left for me to use was a 1986 Yugo. And I'm not kidding. <laughs> A Yugo. Yeah, I don't. I don't know cars very well. I gotta search this up. Dude, the Yugo is Yugo? infamous. Well, it was Yugoslavia yeah. had a car company. It went away because of the war there. Okay, so that's how that long that lasted. Oh, uh, it's like a car Mr. Bean would drive. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And it would been it would be for comedy effect, and things would fall apart. So here's how this all goes down. I don't have a choice. It's the best thing I can do. So I take the Yugo. This girl, again, I'm 6'4". She's 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, almost. Super tall. Supermodel-like tall, right? We both have to cram into this tiny, tiny car. And they are notoriously a giant flaming piece of shit, these cars. They break. They do all sorts yeah. of... They're just horrible. And halfway through the day or halfway through the night, we're driving to, I don't know, a movie or food or something. And I'm at an intersection. The light turns green. And I go to turn left. And I start cranking on the wheel, and the steering wheel comes off the column. <laughs> comes right off the column, and the car drifts yeah, into the curb. It's a Mr. Bean Burn. car. Yeah, it's a Mr. Bean car. You're not wrong. So I looked at her, and then she, her hands turned into long pokey knives, and she cut me to pieces. No, that didn't happen. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I do see why you're afraid of tall people. I was waiting for why this impacted your feelings on tall women. I was yeah. worried we weren't going to get there, but we did. Well, then I mean, it got... Did she, when the, did, did she get really upset? No, she was... Came that's, off? The, that's the worst part, is that she was super nice through the whole thing and very understanding, but I, I could not get over how embarrassing it was. And the night ended early. I can't remember. I think my dad had some... One of his friends come out there with a truck and drive us back, like some shitty thing like that. And I just... It destroyed my ego. And from then on, if I saw a really tall girl, I would go, nope. Not that she's the pro- she's not the problem, obviously, but it's still it just reminded me of it. And it was, I it was do it. traumatic for you, and thus triggering your trauma. Yes, so it like, triggered my trauma. So as a result, I never like, did that again. And, and it's probably a scary feeling to be driving in a car and have the steering wheel come off. Yeah, like yeah, like nothing bad happened. That's very the best good. part of this story. The very, very next fortunate. week, very next week, he gets a BMW in there, some hot freaking two door BMW. Right, I could have had it if I just Bob. one week later. So, but that had a bullet you, there was no follow up like uh, oh, I got a better car this week. No, and I should maybe I should have. I was just so embarrassed. And this also the Beamer had a bullet hole in it. It's a long story. He would buy <laughs> he would buy these cars that were like involved in like shootings and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, really yeah. dirt cheap Option cars. Yeah. And sometimes from police uh, or you know police departments, he would buy these cars, bring them here, fix mm-hmm. them up, 
and then sell them. And in this one case, this is kind of awful, but somebody had walked up to this dude while he was in his car, window down, gun to the back of the head, fires. Um, when he gets the car, when he drives the car back to Utah, he drove it the whole way like this. This driver's seat is drenched with dried blood. And I don't mean oh, like, it came like <laughs> they had all the evidence. It was wiped for evidence and stuff, scene. but but part of it was you buy wow. it, you clean it, and all that. So yeah. they got oh, whatever geez. evidence they needed, but it still had that on the seat, so it just stained. And then across from where the angle was into the door of the opposite side was a bullet hole, and somewhere dangling around inside of there was a bullet. And if you drove fast enough on the highway, you could hear it going. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> oh, oh my wow. god! <laughs> that was <Yeah>. amazing. <laughs> So it was weird. I had a weird. Yeah, that might not have been that great of a follow-up date car. <laughs> no. Yeah. Especially if you had gone to like see Pulp Fiction or something like that. <laughs> I've got a better car. Don't worry. You roll up with a bullet hole, real bloodstained car. Uh, Get to the scene where Harvey Keitel and them are cleaning out the car and just go, this was us a couple of nights ago. Yep. Can you believe it? So literally this when I see this. wheel is going to stay on. Trust me. I wish I'd have kept that steering wheel. That would have been a real cool keepsake. But. Yeah. So now when so, I see so back to the point, I see Resident Evil 8 lady and I go, ugh, she's too tall. You're like, oh, oh this is going to go badly. This is going to go badly. Yeah. I know it. Yeah. I mean, I it hope seems she gets good. in a car with you during that game. That would be <laughs> oh, just. Oh, no. I didn't even oh, think about that. That would be just amazing. I freaking hope not. Um, I'm putting it out there right now. I just want to get out on top of this. I'm not playing this on anything more than whatever the lowest difficulty is. Okay. I'm doing that. That's happening. It's part of my rules. I don't want to be hindered. By difficulty when trying to run for my life from everything. And I, that's you what I've done with all with these games. as quickly games. as possible. I did this with all these games except for three. I thought, oh, John's here. Plus, I can just crank it a little bit. It's okay. And I regretted it and changed <laughs> it back. So I've thought that before, too. Yeah. I'm just, uh, you I'm know, just, I no encourage you to keep it at normal difficulty for as long as possible. And you made a, a, a good ways into that game before you bumped it down. Yeah, I did it until that boss fight where you're in the, what was it? A, not a stadium, but the dude kept flying around hiding behind billboards. Yeah. Um, Nemesis did and then would jump out. And I, I can't remember how all that went, but it took me forever. A million tries. I, fl- I knock it down one notch and I killed him in like two shotguns blast. So that was pretty good. But we'll see. I don't know. Seven, seven's a different animal. So I assume eight is more along those lines. And it's so atmospheric and so scary. I'm just going to lose it. I'm going to lose my mind. But that's tomorrow. Reviews are hot. Looking good. Nice to see a big AAA game uh, getting a bunch of advanced uh, excitement without a big delay in the year of delayed COVID delays. So, uh, so yeah, uh, get on it. PC and, let's see, PS4, PS, no, PS4, Xbox, not next gen though, right? Or current, uh, new no, gen. No, it's next gen. Yeah. Is it? Hold Isn't on. it? Yeah. Better be. Oh yeah. It's, no. it's a next gen game. Village PS5. Let me just look. I want to see that X dash s i mean the nice yeah the nice thing is you don't have to worry about it so much with the xbox because it's like they're just like we'll give you the best version don't worry about it oh there it is you're right the game you want we'll just give you the best version you're totally you're you're totally right um yeah and ever i've been told a couple of times that if i thought the b crotch lady from the the last one was bad that i should be prepared for something worse so oh yeah i don't know if that has to do with crotches or bees Maybe it's a lady in a bee crotch. I don't know. I have no idea how they're going to that. Maybe it's bee crotches. It could be bee so, crotches. Do you think you still heal by pouring water over your hand in a gentle and loving fashion? Um, I hope so. 
if they get any more serious about healing, then I'm out. Cause that's the best part is that dumb healing thing. Now you've seen this guy a lot. I'll put it up on the chat and I'll show you guys in here. Uh, I don't know who, what this guy's deal is and when I will encounter him, but every time I see him, he's usually animated and his lower jaw twitches and he looks horrifying and I'm not into it at all. So I don't know what this is going to look like or how that's going to be handled, but, uh, F whatever this noise is. This looks like it's outside. It's like evil Hulk. Oh gosh. I wonder dude. if it's Chris. What if it's Chris? Oh, That's it could be Chris. Chris. Could be it's what Chris. he gets for punching a boulder. It's what it gets for you not liking him at all, right? You hate Yeah, him. Chris is awful. Chris <laughs> is just dumb. <laughs> I love I love your hate for Chris. Because I don't actually really have a feeling for him one way or another, but John just really dislikes Chris Redfield. It's just that Resident Evil 5 was a bit of a disappointment, (laughs) and Chris in that game, they jacked him up to that, like, inflatable suit kind of level as far as his muscles go, and... You know, the kind of guy you stick something on their back just to mess with them because they can't reach it. Yeah. They can't reach back there. Yeah. And then I was like, God, they made him such a meathead in this game. And you get to the last boss and there's a part where a boulder like the size of a small house lands in front of him. And he's like, I got to get past it. And he's pushing it. And then he just starts punching a boulder repeatedly. And I was like, man, <laughs> <laughs> like not in a cool way. Uh-uh. There's a cool way to punch a boulder if you're an anime character. But when you're just a man, just a yeah. big, muscly man, you're just like, ah, it's just dumb. That was pretty it. dumb. I'll give you that. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Who's in this one? Anybody we else know besides Ethan? We're going to see. Uh, <laughs> His wife, probably. Ethan's wife. In it. Uh, I still don't uh, like I'd have divorced her after that game. Things did not. That was not good. The stuff you saw with her. Forget it. Things she turned into and did to you. I'm moving what, what's on. What's her name? Mia? Is it Mia? Nia. Nia. With an N. Ni- no. It's Nia. not with an N. Is it Nia? Mia? Mia? No. Maya? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, RE7 girlfriend. Uh, let's find her name. I think it was, I want to say it was Nia or Mia. She was important, right? She actually worked for Umbrella or something like that, I think is the reveal. Why are they blurring like, out images? Take- they're blurring images out. Oh, Mia. It is Mia. M- you're right. M- M-I-A. Oh, Mia Winters is her name. And I guess he, I guess he's Ethan Winters. All right. Well, anyway. Uh, yeah, I would have divorced her. Anyway, the point is that movie's coming or that game tomorrow. Pre- preload and get ready, everybody, because Resident Evil all over your face. All right. Check this out. Nintendo's working on a new game to teach you how to make video games. I watched this video. It's pretty interesting. Basically, kids must play for 16 hours a day, including some weekends. Parents will be forced to threaten their kids' lives if the game doesn't meet their expectations. Uh, you got to hit it on time. You got to get your release goals out there. You got to make those shareholders <laughs> happy. Uh, but no, it actually looks like a really cool object-oriented um, kind of uh, game maker type thing. Yeah, it's called hmm. Game Builder Garage. Yeah, and hmm. it's pretty cool. Um I was talking to somebody today who just graduated from the university here in a with an engineering degree in game development, and they were saying that this is not that un um, this is not unlike a lot of tools used today to create kind of and if or and telling you know what the environment should do if I make this choice versus what it should do if I do here or you know that kind of stuff. It's not that different than that, and um, I don't know. It's pretty Wait. cool. 
game maker and stuff like that where they take care of the render aspect you just load up images yeah. and whatever the trigger instructions are collision right right, right. Yeah. And a lot of that stuff i mean not all of it obviously people can sit down to a command line and and get really under the hood and many do but you know if you're using an engine a lot of times those engines have stuff built into it like uh you need stuff that handles 50 players in the space at one time in the kind of game you're making chances are you're doing that with plugins and libraries that come from other games or from other from you know from tools that are either sold or used to make and build games so i think it's a perfect time to teach some kids like some rudimentary entry level stuff if if your goal is to have the next generation of of uh designers and and um oh it even even does the node thing that is pretty popular now it's like an unreal and a lot of stuff where mm-hmm. you program your clauses through these nodes yeah it's cool right rather than writing code so it's visual i mean it, yeah i mean it makes it a lot easier in a way i mean yeah it's definitely easy visually to understand and grasp a concept it's a good way to do it yeah i think if you know how programming language works it's like a little bit like uh, but it's all right it's good yeah because they're because the thing is these tools like <clears throat> even these kind of visual tools exist for uh developers now it's just that they they were built by somebody to be used on the game they're making so yeah. so you might have some mid-level employees that all use this visual tool to build quests and um, you know scenarios in a certain kind of game or build maps in a game that they they don't need to have the raw coding advantage for so this will be good for that kind of people but there's still always going to be the need for somebody who can just sit down and build something from nothing uh, I think it helps even if you're eventually going to get into coding or something a little more low level because understanding the concepts, like what the layers are of game design, because it's pretty much, pretty much the same for all games. Like there's an architecture to it. Like it varies widely between programs, but like there's a, you know, the game loop, the render, the, the render aspect, the calculation aspect, the game update aspect, getting input, like all that stuff is like fairly standard across all games. Like there's a commonality to all of them. So getting the concepts down, then going to coding would probably be really beneficial mm-hmm. to like a young person. Yeah. I want a game based on this little dude on the, on the, that they show on this article. There's this little like the robot blocky, looking. Little Julius white. Bach. Is that his name? <laughs> Julius no, I don't know. <laughs> I just thinking about our dear friend Julius Pringles. And- of course. Uh, this comes out on June 11th. Let's see. twenty nine ninety nine and dollars uh, Free to play? No, it'll cost, you, thir- it'll cost you 30 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> that sounded funny. It'll be thirty bucks. Ooh, free to play. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know. Ooh, I need to listen. Yeah, but look, you can do like platforming business, and I don't know. It seems this is like a three D adventure thing. Seems all right. This maybe this is kind of their answer to what's the Sony thing? Dreams, um, Media Molecules yeah. game. Is that what I'm thinking yeah, of? Dreams. Dreams. Yeah, that thing's amazing. When in the right hands, that thing. Pfft, what the f? I saw somebody create a digital version of a painting in there. I couldn't believe it. And it was all through program stuff. It was nuts. So, yeah. On um, which? Uh, on uh, which dream, the dreams? Sony Dreams thing? The PlayStation yeah. 4 and 5 thing? I forget what it's called. I think it's Dreams. It's Dreams. It's called Dreams. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's pretty neat. So, uh, if you're into it, it sounds like a real fun hackery thing. 30 bucks is a pretty low barrier to entry and uh, might be good to get your kids. comes out on June 11th. Mass Effect legendary edition which is probably all john thinks about when he's not thinking about other things that's all he thinks about i think about it a lot especially recently it's now my desktop background oh very nice thinking about it okay so you're thinking about it a lot that's good 
Well, it will let you make your own custom PS4 and Xbox One case art. So I don't know how that works, though. So, John, how does that work? What do you what do you do? Uh, so you go to uh, the website I put the link there in yep. the article. And it's kind of it's fun. Like, honestly, I got kind of addicted to uh, messing around with it. And it basically says, you know, uh, hey, you know, are you a paragon? Are you renegade? Are you neutral? Um, you pick that. It just starts asking you to pick favorite squad mates and stuff like that. And you go, okay, well, you know, I like these characters. These are my favorites. And then, you know, who's your trusted companion? And you pick one there and then you go down the list and all right, now pick the cavalry. You pick three more, the backups, you pick two more and then pick a background location. And when it's all said and done, it generates essentially a version of the box art that they're using for the game, but now custom made with the characters that you've picked in the art, uh, which you can then download and you can in fact download a version that is the right size and dimensions and layout and includes the background to where you could slip it into like a DVD case or whatever to be the background. If you bought a physical version of the cop of the game, the physical copy of the game. And in my case, I just made a 4k wallpaper out of it. Um, You can also do wallpaper, which is the wallpaper I was talking about. Yeah, that's cool. So that's how you got uh, your new wallpaper. I'm going to I'm going to yeah. fiddle with this. This seems like fun. It's it's stupid fun. Like it's it's really shouldn't be as fun as it is. Um but I I just had a good time and uh I like the style of it cuz it's, you know, it, it looks like everybody did a nice little filter pass on what the PC graphics were. Mm-hmm. Um and the results are typically pretty good. So uh, that got me excited about Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which is also coming out soon. And uh, I, you're right. I'm thinking about that game a lot. Can I do a wallpaper that's just nothing but Miranda Lawson just every two inches? Like, <laughs> no, they, you, they, you use them up, which is unfortunate because uh, I do think that that should be a possibility. I think they really left left something to be desired. It should let you pick the same character over and over again. Yeah, you just want nothing but Miranda's <laughs> on the cover of your game. Yeah, you can do it. I like her a lot. I'm also watching her. Well, the actress who played her on um, uh, Handmaid's Tale this season, and she is she's really good on there. She's kind of yeah. evil, but she's good. Um, all right. Well, that's pretty neat. Uh, go check that out. That's over on the EA site, actually. Um, you can find it ea.com/slash/games/slash/mass-effect, and there's a link to it right there. Okay, but we talked about your interest in Mass Effect and if that was a thing you'd cared about getting. Okay, how are I mean, you yeah, I think I'm actually going to do it <laughs> and get it on my Xbox, I think. Me too. I uh, think that's where I, I'd want to play it. And I'd also just need some of, I just need someone who I trust to tell me if that first game gets converted in a way that I, that I like or not. Because I, I have a feeling, I keep my expectations low. A lot of these remasters, I think it's just going to be boxed all in one together package. Yeah. I, I'm kind of, my expectations are keeping a little low. On what it's actually going to be. It's just going to look. I think the graphics will probably look nicer. That first game really like. Ran kind of poorly on PC. In terms of it doesn't have high definition. Or anything it's really dated. Yeah. Um, so there'll probably be quality of life. On the first one. it will be most noticeable on one and two. I heard that the the um, soundtracks. For one and two are also copy written. Because they sold the movie rights to. Oh, Warner, Warner Brothers, Brothers. Really? So, yeah, so like they'll be the demonetized right or take down on YouTube and Twitch and stuff. So if you're planning so, on streaming it. That's a thing that people's been talking about. People's been 
Talking people's people's Bend. Bend. I, yeah. So I posted that on Twitter the other day because that's where I, that's where I saw it. People saying mm. that Warner Brothers is filing copyright claims and you might get a DMCA notice on your Twitch if you stream it. But I did have somebody respond back and said they've had those rights for a long time and people have been streaming those games for a long time without any issue. So that might be BS. Mm. It might end up being true. We'll see. But it just you know be careful (laughs) there is the we live in a stupid world in the music industry and not far from it the movie industry real rough when it comes to these sorts of things so be careful yeah we'll see how that goes uh i'm more excited about the closer we get i need a review though i need someone to talk to that whole thing about the unification of the three games to feel like they're all part of the same you know that there weren't major tweaks i'm imagining you're gonna log into the title screen it'll go do you want to play mass effect one two or three it's just be one executable yeah but they keep talking about how one is brought in line with how two and three played you know what i'm saying like less yeah like probably okay yeah that's what i'm expecting but Hmm. that could mean very very little changes for three right oh good point yeah 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 i i I think that one from what i've heard one received the most work They've done a lot of work on the Mako. They've done a lot of work on the graphics. They've done a lot of work on the gameplay and the UI uh, to bring it in line. Um, it sounds like one got a lot of work. It sounds like three is probably going to be a high res. Yeah, up textures, up up resolution stuff. Yeah, and Miranda's Lots in of it. Up dog. Yeah, we got yeah. a little. We got Miranda, and we got uh, we got those uh, the guys that go Shepherd. We got them. What's their names? What's the guy? Um, not Garrus. Garrus is different. Which one? Grunt? Big, yeah, or the are you the, talking about uh, the big the big dudes. Uh, Rex. Rex. Rex or Grunt. Grunt. Rex or There's Grunt. Two. Either one. I'll take them all. Shepherd. I love those guys. Whatever that race is, yeah. they're great. Um, yeah. What are they called? The Rexes. <laughs> yeah, the, the Rexes. Rexes. Yeah. No, uh, they're Krogans. They're, Krogans. Krogans. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I'm just look like I kind of don't care. I'm just looking for an excuse to to play it. And I did try a, a few years ago to, to play from the start and I couldn't abide by one. So it'll kind of almost be worth it to play a better version of one just for the reason to yeah. get back to it. Yeah. But I might wait for a sale. Like it's still a, they're doing a full price kind of thing on this deal. Right. Yeah. Like, I kind of had hoped that it was, I mean, if there's enough work on it, I suppose you can justify it, but I was hoping it would be on EA play as a way for us to grab early, but probably I probably year. is if you're part of their elite tier. Oh, elite I'm on, tier. I'm on the elite tier. Oh, you are? I, I, get, I get all the EA play, the EA play games. Well, I'm sure you, it'll make it on there at some point. Once the well, if you're, if you're on the, the top tier, sales. you get it day one. So I think you are covered. Oh, I don't know if I'm on top tier. Oh, yeah, I don't know. The game pass is. isn't the top tier. The game pass is the okay. throw the dog a bone tier. It's so confusing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. EA. Like it's just so it's all funky. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, either way, hurry up, game, be good, and we'll play it. How about that? Now, I just want to—I have to do this. Beep, 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 beep. There's never this never barely ever happens, but kind carrot in the chat room. He's like, as a young kid who grew up on Planet Side One, and I'm like, I never see anyone talk about Planet Side One. It's the greatest game of all time. That's all I want to say. Oh my God, there's a spider! God damn it! <laughs> I got it. I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, all you had to say uh, okay. was. Planet Side was the greatest I'm, game of all time, and then Spider appeared. That's that's the rule. I'm kind of with Bo. Planet Side 1 is great, but I'm having a hard time following 
kind carrots who I, I don't know, maybe is trolling a little bit connection of, hey, I play Planet Side one, one very specific genre of game. And it's comp Mass Effect, a completely different genre of game isn't like it. I didn't yeah, like it. That's like, weird. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah, weird. they're both in space, but why are we drawing this comparison? Yeah, I played I mean, Final Fantasy 2 and then Doom, and they're nothing alike. That's kind of what that's like saying. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with but you. But I mean, I love Planet Side. I hey, also love Massive. on the guy. It's no, fun. it's totally fine. Planet, just, Planet, Planet Side One's a great game. It's a right. wonderful game, but I, I just don't yes, think it compares. I, they they to, aren't very related. I know. Yeah, they're nothing like each other. They're in space, I guess. They have like a space <laughs> connection. <laughs> yeah. Um, they have a shootery kind of quality to them. One's first person. Hold on, here's a question. Yeah. Is a game that takes place on another planet but has a sci-fi twist in space, or is it just on that planet? <coughs> well, you don't say that a game that takes place on Earth is a space game because you're no, on it Earth doesn't the take whole place time. in space. No, There's that's no a good point. If you if you are on the planet all the time and not moving planet to planet, then it's it's not a space game. But I would make the argument. And this is going to be controversial. That Mass Effect is not much of a space game because space is represented by a few cutscenes and a map that you just move stuff around on and not really in space. Like you're not really in space. You're just sort of at a hub and the hub lets you choose a planet. And I'm okay with that. Don't yeah. get me wrong. If you go from different planets. What if you're on the moon? Cause you do go on the moon in mass effect. Well, it's a, it's a celestial body. It's a, it's like a planet. It's a planetoid. And you hang out on it. But I guess what I'm saying is, well, I'm not, I'm there's actually no, not making the argument no one way or the other. or signif- significant gameplay that takes place in the actual vacuum of space. Yeah. Yes. Maybe that's the kicker. Cause, because yeah. Mass Effect doesn't really, it just, it spends most of its time on the ground, on a ship or on a station and it's all good. And I'm not even, I'm not even arguing one way or the other. I'm actually saying, well, let's try to figure out if there's a way to, to say this because like, science fiction sure you could lump it all in together but if you're saying a space game yeah scott scott you're just hardcore you play hardbreaker where you spend your entire gameplay out in the, the vacuum of space what's heartbreaker <laughs> you're like oh. you're kind of like what are these wussy games that are like land on planets did you call it's it heartbreaker did you, game? did you call that heartbreaker what did you just call that hard hard heartbreaker is it called ship uh, heartbreaker. heartbreaker ship breaker <laughs> oh sh- ship breaker <laughs> Not sh- although Sorry, mine it says was hard, sh- it was hardship shipbreaker. I like actually that. wrote shit in here. I gotta fix that. What was I doing? <laughs> you did shipbreaker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what you're doing. You're breaking shit. It's still, you know. Oh, I'm so excited to talk about this update as well. So I'm glad. Uh, glad we're already talking. Yes, about but it. I, I sort of see what you mean. Like, you know, Star Trek doesn't spend yeah. a ton of time in space either, right? Like, well, the show, to- the show, well. See, Star Trek yeah. straddles it, right? Because a lot of what Star Trek is is beaming down to the surface. And if that's where they spent all their time, then, yeah, I'd say it's less of a space show. But they do lots of space fighting. And, you know, there's the Borg cube. And we got to shoot at it. And Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah we're, Does we're on a ship probably. or a space yeah. station count as the pl- Planet Side game? 1 is not in space. Well, if the yeah, space station not. is effectively a planet, in that you land on it and then talk to people, hang out, buy stuff and leave. I think that's not, that's still just a stationary object in space that you're hanging out on. You know what I mean? I don't know. This is a hard one. But like no man's sky, elite dangerous. You're spending a lot of time in space. Yeah. And those are almost like too much space, you know, like, well, (laughs) 
<laughs> Man, we just can't can't ever please Man, there's never so satisfied. much space in this game yeah i'm, I'm still, what's up with these space games not taking place in space i'm still and mad what's up it. with these space games spending too much time in space <laughs> can they not get it right I mean, i'm definitely not complaining but um i'm still I'm mad, mad at frontier frontier <laughs> f me over man i bought on steam i bought uh elite dangerous okay had it played it great good whatever but then later they had that arena thing come out as like a multiplayer uh sort of sub game and it was cheap Mm. and i went oh i'll get that too so i picked that up as well then they stopped supporting that nobody was in it nobody was playing it so they stopped supporting it and it's and it's gone it's still in your library but you just delete it or it's gone or whatever now when i install elite dangerous it doesn't install elite dangerous even though it says that's what's installed even though that's what i clicked on to say please install i don't even have arena listed I've delisted it. It installs mm. the arena client and tells me, and when I go to launch it, it launches the arena launcher and wants me to try to play a game that they no longer have servers up for. And they don't answer oh. emails. They're the worst people to deal with. I don't know what's going on at Frontier. Gosh, dang it. It's annoying. <laughs> Too much space. That being said, I fired it up on the Series X the other day because it's on Game Pass right now and it, it plays good on there. So Elite Dangerous on Game Pass? Yeah, just launched. Well, I shouldn't say just. I think a couple oh, of weeks. I didn't see it on there. Yeah, I just, I just on a whim went. You know what? I'm in the mood and uh, did the tutorial. Then my wife came downstairs and said, "We watching the Snyder Cut or what?" I said, "All right, I'll pause it." <laughs> and we watched the Snyder Cut. Oh, oh there goes geez. your weekend. Most in of it. one sitting, or did you guys? No, take we breaks? broke it up. Um, we had to. That thing is. Uh, I don't even. I don't want. We don't have to go too much into it, but I would just say. The problem with that movie is not, uh, or that cut of the movie is not quality. It is length. Like it just does not need to be that long. It's overwrought and too long and it doesn't need to be. And it, and it's unfortunate because I just don't think they need it. That being said, I had a good time. It's fine. It's, it's no end game. It's better than what existed before, but that's not saying a lot. Yeah. That's, I also, here's the other, here's, maybe this is controversial. I think the Wonder Woman parts in it are better than her last movie entirely. So I'll say that Mm. that last movie was a bummer. I thought, uh, considering how, uh, how good I thought the first Wonder Woman movie was. Yeah, it was definitely, I, it went from like movie I love and will watch on a regular basis to It was okay. Yeah, it was all right. But, uh, yeah, whatever. It's we're we we needed a capper on the Snyder era, and I think that was it, and that's fine. It's good enough. Let's see what they do well, moving forward. I really appreciate that all these Zack Snyder diehards that really fought for this movie have now understood that they got what they wanted and just quietly gone back to their normal lives and aren't. Uh, oh yeah, and they're all good now. They're satisfied, yeah, satiated. They're- um, they don't need to speak up about it anymore. <laughs> They've returned to the sea from whence they came. So. <laughs> They went off there with Jason Momoa and never came back. All right. Um, what else is going on? Um, oh, uh, Blizzard is losing a lot of players. Uh, apparently a lot more than everybody thought, although they're still making profits. And it's, so it's a complicated game um, when your company is big as Activision Blizzard and specifically the Blizzard side of things. It's kind of hard to sort of gauge some of this, but their revenues are increasing. However, they have lost millions of players across all of its games. Uh, and here's how that broke down. Uh, let's see. Blizzard's monthly active users, this is according to an earnings call, fell from 29 million in February uh, of last year, so 2020, at uh, the beginning of the pandemic, to 27 million this quarter. 
so that's two million. Uh, the outlet notes that this part uh, of a steady trend at Blizzard, which has lost 11 million players in the last three years, a 29% overall drop in players across all their titles. Um, but that said, they're not exactly struggling, according to this article on Game pa- or, uh, uh, PC Gamer. Uh, they go on to say the developers' revenue increased 7% year over year, driven uh, heavily by World of Warcraft Shadowlands release, Hearthstone's latest expansion, Forge in the Barrens, and also... Um, doing all right with Overwatch. Turns out it earned 10 million new players without releasing any new heroes or modes during that time. But that's weird. Think of that. They lost 2 million overall, but gained 10 on Overwatch. That tells me the other games lost a lot more if Overwatch made up 10 million of them. You know what I'm saying? If there's no Overwatch, this would have been a loss of 12 million players, I guess, because those wouldn't exist. I don't know. I, mean, I just, think so. It's weird how yeah. they count it. They, are they double counting? Because I don't know. Someone might play multiple games. Like, how do you? Yeah, I don't know. If it's I weird. log well, in, I think once they're a month saying like. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, well, how do they count? Like, how do they count? You never know how they're selling the data for these things, but right. I would want to know what the logins and activity are. Maybe in Battle.net because what's a what's a Blizzard player anyways? Is it someone right? What even is that now? Days is it a Call of Duty guy who logs in once a month to do his Hearthstone for a day? <laughs> like yeah. you know, like yeah, it, 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 it's it, the Blizzard launcher. That's why it's not just a Blizzard thing anymore. It's like a lot. It's there's a lot sort of going on there. So yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It's weird. It's pretty weird. But that that's I'm glad they're you know they've stayed profitable somehow uh i worry that's not long for the world if they can't fix the malaise that i'm feeling uh in the community generally toward warcraft not everybody but but world of warcraft definitely feeling uh, as long in the tooth as it it maybe ever has and i'm sure it's shadowlands fault i think the game's just i don't know we talked about this before we don't have to keep going into it but um I hope that Sooner doesn't or later, too bad. There'll be some new releases and that'll generate new interest. Yeah. You know? I mean, for uh, Diablo I'm sure 4, they're working on it. Yeah. yeah. And Diablo 4 coming along looking great. Uh, we don't have this in this article, but um, part of that earnings call was they are hiring 2,000 new developers specifically. So these aren't community people. These aren't middle managers or PR or any of that. These are like actual devs. Uh, they wanna, some could argue that yeah. Blizzard could use a few community people right now. Oh, they could use a community system of any kind right now, in my opinion. <laughs> like, it's really, that stuff fell away. Like, uh, in a major way, to, uh, I mean, I'll just tell you straight up. When I started this show, or when I started The Instance in 2006, from then, even though things were kind of different and weird then, but from then until 2018... There was always somebody who who was like your guy, your contacts, multiple people like that, people in PR, people in community. Um, not that we're all a bunch of needies and we need our whatever, but they were always reaching out and saying, "Hey, um, we got some some codes for you for your next show," or "Hey, we're you know we're thinking about getting some reviews out for you know talking to Christy Golden or whatever." Like they they just had a very active outreach to content creators, streamers, and that sort of stuff, and. 2018 happened and I don't know what happened, but well, I know what happened. There was a huge layoff after that, after that BlizzCon, it just and poof. They're, they're pulling out. Of, I'm pretty sure they're full. They're pulling out of esports as much as possible. Like, I mean, well, they fired all those people. 
like 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 yeah they're not trying to you know get out of it entirely or rip but i think the long-term goal is to just get away from it and just be just have it be like a small segment like you know there's call of duty esports but it's not like you hear about it a ton of you know yeah you see the odd advertisement in a movie theater i think like it's just in weird places but like you know they're not putting the energy that Blizzard was putting behind community and and, and, and esports. Yeah, they're and, no longer trying way. to force it, and maybe that's yeah. okay because let the community build it. And you know, I, I think know. they're done with it. I think Blizzard also has a problem they're trying to solve. I think that all game companies are trying to solve is that like there's a lot of vocal detractors, and that they have no control over that, like on Twitch and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, popular esports person become personalities on Twitch a lot of the time or high performers. And then those guys sort of dictate sentiment that gets spread around as news. And then opinions get formed about the company based on what some talking head streamer said, instead of what's actually going on with the company. I sort of have this feeling there's because Blizzard is always kind of ahead of these things, yeah. whether you want to detract from them or not, they're pretty, they're pretty, they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they're trying to change that up too. I, I feel like there's a strategy there that's also related to that. Because yeah. they got a lot of clowns talking shit about them on Twitch, basically, and YouTube. And they can't, con- any, any big company can't control it. And that yeah. seems like a bad scenario yeah. for I mean, all these it, video game companies. I, I disagree, though. I think, that's, I, I think that's selling it short. Because I think, yeah, you're always going to have people that, that shit talk. But I think one of the things we talk about here and have talked about is that you, you in a way, make your community. You know, like... We when we talked about, you know, send Dragon Beef aside, I don't want to get into that, but we talked about how amazing the community is for Final Fantasy 14. Is that a big part of it because it's a seemingly smaller community? Yeah. But is it also because they actively take steps to try and keep that community better? Yeah. Is yeah. it because that they have developed a rapport with the people that play their games of feedback being listened to and effective communication back and forth. Yeah. And I do think there's a lot of people out there. uh, I've watched a few videos recently uh, talking about Blizzard in a way that I think is hyperbolic and not productive because I think a lot of people go, Oh, do these developers even play their game? Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course they do. It's a useless conversation when they do that. And and they, they say words like developers as if it's a single body. Yeah. There are a ton of developers inside a blizzard. And I guarantee you that if you just grabbed a handful of them, you would find passionate, caring individuals. But it is a company. It is a company that needs to go through a lot of process to do anything. I do look at that company and I there is a part of me, because I'm real down on World of Warcraft right now, that goes, how do you make the game you currently have? How do you not know how bad it is? when people have been saying this for years that these things are a problem and you're not addressing them yet. I do think there are some serious issues with that game, with how Blizzard does it. They can fight that. There is fighting against that. You communicate. You don't go on somebody's stream as the lead developer and give a shitty interview and have that be your talking point 
for the future of your franchise. You have one of your own in-house community people do that. And it seems ridiculous to me that the WoW community has to sit there and go, well, what do we think of uh, what do we think of Shadowlands? What, where's the future of that going? Oh, I have to go to some streamer and listen to them interview the lead game designer and hope that they're asking the questions that I care about. Th that's a ridiculous way to get your news and your hope for the future of the game. Yeah. They like, no, you will never get rid of all detractors. You won't silence every single voice that's going to naysay. And obviously in the case of world of Warcraft, there's such a diverse audience. You're not going to be able to appeal to everyone, but you can try something mm -hmm. and it certainly doesn't feel like they're trying. Right yeah. There, I think I agree with that general sentiment. I think that, um, they, have been better at this in the past. You know, they, they always saw Greg street as a firebrand and maybe even a liability. I think at times he was maybe seen as a liability internally. I don't actually know that, but I have to think given the kind of blizzard it was, then they were much more clamped down than they would become in later years about information. Greg would go out there very publicly on Twitter, on the forums, wherever. And he would be kind of blatant and honest about everything, whatever it was you were going to ask him, he was going to answer it. And he was going to work with you and he was going to talk to you and like him or not, like his answers or not, that outreach mattered. Like it felt like we were in on the deal. We were part of the conversation in a way that they just don't have anybody like that now, like at all. They don't have anybody at any level like that. They don't have anybody at the top that's sort of like that. Um, and they don't have anybody, anybody at the community level that's like that. It's just kind of another, it's like an old, it's like the old blizzard wall from like 03. Um, I remember it in those days and it was, it was very, you know, sort of standoffish and quiet and we don't want to talk. It's maybe different motivations now for why it's like that. And maybe some of that's, you know, Activision pulling the reins back and Morheim leaves. And then suddenly everyone's like, all right, he left. We can stop worrying about esports so much. Or I, I don't know. Um, cause he was obviously I, very I just, pro that, but I just sort of feel like there would be a cultural shift because Activision is not prior to blizzard Activision is not known for its community outreach or doing these things. Right. So I imagine the culture will be brought more in line with the parent company, parent company. Like I think it's, you know, we will be brought more in line with Activision, which is more just, just release the games. You don't need to do all this talking with people. Right. <laughs> like, and I'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing. I just think that's the direction that I just feel like that probably makes sense for the kind of company and size they are. And, and they don't have, a visionary at the helm that I can see. Yeah. Visionary. Or not, they, you know. they just definitely don't have, they don't have channels of, I mean, no disrespect to the handful of people that I know are there in community, in PR, in other places of blizzard. I know you're there, but mm -hmm. you're, you're kind of on your, you, you're way more on your own now. And you're also very separated now because of just the state of the world and everybody trying to get back to normal. So that's a compounding problem. But a lot of your co a lot of your your colleagues were fired <laughs> like they just all kind of went away because the emphasis went away and so the emphasis just isn't there anymore and i'll tell you it, you can the community feels that stuff and it's not so much that there're plenty of companies that don't do that anyway but blizzard did do that and did it hardcore for a big chunk of time and then yeah. in about 2018 went whoop and pulled it out and that's hard well, and to I, take away i think this news story is exactly the result of that you get a company that's losing players because you are going to lose people that cared about it as what it was, but still makes profit. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the suits are going to be happy with that. Like we read this story when you read the headline uh, and there's 
different versions of this headline. You could say Blizzard makes record profits for this quarter. You could also say Blizzard's losing, uh, what was the percentage of players, or however many players, you know, 2 million players, um, across their games. Those are, it's the same story, but we read it differently depending on where your investment is. If you have money invested in Activision Blizzard and you care about profits and the company doing good and all of that, then you're reading about a record quarter. Yeah. If you care about the soul of what was there and the the artistry of what you associated with this company in the past, you're reading about players disappearing and you're thinking about the reasons why. Yeah. I can't I can't argue with that. I think that's I think that's probably true. Bums me out to say it, you know, we're life we're all lifelong Blizzard fans. We love their games. We've always loved their games, but this is a weird this is a weird time for them and they maybe can change it but right now i just feel like they're all very tiptoeing and careful like too careful they don't i don't think they feel like they can change much and i don't know why it's easy just to say well activision's why okay maybe i don't know probably but it doesn't feel like jail and brack or anybody else is gonna have an all hands-on meeting tomorrow and go guys we got a problem we gotta do this and this and this it feels like they're not doing that they feel like they're going okay careful okay well at least we got that going on oh where'd kaplan go he left okay just be quiet about it don't worry about it he's just it's fine he was here a long time it's not a big you know there's a lot of that going on or at least i feel that they've they've circled the wagons yeah basically you know that's it's weird and who knows you kind of sort of have this thought like well once they have some big newsworthy thing maybe the wagons will release and they'll be back to the bold selves but i kind of just think about instead of thinking about that they're blizzard and have these expectations like they're a giant company you know like uh, I don't, a lot of gaming companies release games and you don't talk about their community or their thing around it and they see you know ea still makes plenty of money um they may just it may just become more like that that's all it's i just, mean it's sad but I, it is sad. I just that's yeah. where my expectations are with, with sort of i think you're probably right to have those you're, you'll have those are going to be safer expectations to have i hope to forward. be proven wrong yeah i mean for me i get more outreach from small indies with a two-man team and a tiny game that'll be 15 bucks on steam and those people are yeah. they are hungry man and they come after you and they want you to Here's a code. If you stream anything or talk about it, let us know. We'd love to hear it. Oh, we're super stoked. Hey, by the way, here's a hat. Like, I'm not just saying this should be perks for podcasters and streamers and people. I'm saying the entire player body can feel it when you're retracting. Whether it's whether it seems like it's just the influencer types or if it's in general, they can feel that retraction. And that is what I think everybody is feeling right now or most people are feeling it. There's some people that are having the time of their life and wow's never been better. And all the reasons in the, I mean, they're fine and that's great. And they don't even think of these things, but you know, we, we, the, this, this number change this player number change cannot be looked at as a positive, especially when everybody else and their dogs numbers went up during the pandemic for concurrent players, players online, people playing their game, logins, that stuff went up for everybody except blizzard. That seems weird. But that's also the other thing. It's a competitive. It's not. It's the most competitive marketplace. The the style of company Blizzard is has faced with its products. There's a long time Hearthstone was the only one of its kind, a high end graphical interface playing card game. Right now there are hundreds, well maybe dozens, but you got Gwent, you got Magic the Gathering has a really great offering as a competitor. Like they're not unique anymore. So there's way more competition. 
shooters are not known for their longevity necessarily. So it's no surprise that Overwatch would lose players because there's a new hot FPS competitive every year um, and multiple times a year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, wow, I mean, you know, you're playing Elder Scrolls, you're playing Final Fantasy 14, no shade, no comment, just there's a lot of MMO offerings that have stood the test of time that are alternatives that are more graphically up to date or just fresh experiences, just fresh experiences. It doesn't even have to be that the wow's doing anything bad. It's just, what's well, why I'm enjoying no unique products except yeah. the RTS line would be cause nobody's done. There's no premier <laughs> <Yeah>. RTS. <laughs> no, that's a really they're good like, point. Yeah. Not making one. So I don't know. Totally agree with that. I, the, the MMO thing for me, you totally nailed it. I'm playing ASO and loving it because I'm doing something different than I was doing. Like, it's just totally different. It's, a different perspective it's a different control scheme it's a different it's a one giant server it's not a million realms it's a different story of approach it's just a completely different kind of game and as a result it's feeling everything feels new so i don't feel like i'm just treading the same water and in wow i feel like i'm treading the same water for 15 yeah. years and it's okay i get it it's 15 years no one else has anything like this except everquest and others and they never reached even close to the numbers blizzard had so you know, I'm just, I, what I tell my angry wow friends is it's okay. It's all right. We, there's a hell of a long run and it's still there if you want it. And it will probably be there in perpetuity forever. Like you're never going to not be able to play world of Warcraft if you want to. But if you're feeling this feeling of like, I'm not meant to not like the thing that I used to have so much raw passion for. I think it's okay to admit to yourself that sometimes this stuff wanes and in gaming, it's no different than, television genres or movies you know sometimes there's too much fantasy and we switch to sci-fi sometimes that's too much we switch back sometimes we love zombies sometimes we're sick of zombies like welcome to human you know we get bored so look at world war ii right in in video games not the actual one video game world war ii it was every first person shooter was a world war ii shooter for the longest time and then it wasn't and now it is again. Yeah. It's like, hey guys, <laughs> gonna be in World War Two, and everybody yeah. goes, yeah. And now it's like, well, it used to be. I remember a time where we were like, it's another World War Two game, you guys. Oh, all the time we were doing that. Like until modern. Uh, that's why Modern Warfare was such. In two, well, for two reasons, it was a giant revelation because one, it was like, oh, they brought it modern, but also, um, it's got progression in it. Like this didn't exist before in shooters. We didn't do this. There was no progression suddenly there's this like RPG kind of quality to everything. And now every shooter's like that. Like these cycles come, they peak and they drive away. You know, I don't know when the Fortnite money stops pumping, but it hasn't happened yet, but I'm not interested in any more battle Royales. Don't even tell me about them. I don't want to know. I want to know something new and innovative. What that is, is me as a normal person saying I'm sick of a thing and I want to try something new. It's okay to feel like world of Warcraft had its day with you. And your best days might be behind you. And it's okay to feel that way. I don't want, because I understand this feeling of like, not betrayal, but like it's bigger than it is. Like, oh, but, but World of Warcraft, you were, you were the, you were the it, you were always it, but maybe you're not it. And maybe you're not quite it. And you're, you're having these little internal struggles or whatever. At least I am. And I think it's okay to, to have that. It's a healthy, normal yeah. human thing. To have. Games take a long time to make on that scale. So if they are working on something. We might just have to wait for it. You know, yeah. you know, at yeah. some point we can expect something 10, 20 yeah. years, you know, it'll take time. Yeah. I might be dead, but it's fine. 
I've lived a nice long life. <laughs> I, I, I might not live to see yeah, it. Yeah, I may not live to see happen. it. It'll happen. None <laughs> of us might. Like that. It might be 30 years. Who knows? Like. <laughs> oh, uh, speak, before we move on, if we do ever have any vocal dragon beef on the show, which we probably will, I don't know about today so much, but uh, I have this lined up, Brian. If we, or, uh, Brian. I work with too many Brian's. Hey, John, I have this lined up for us if we ever need it for dragon beef. Here you go. Dragon beef. Now, you'll be oh, happy to good. know... My favorite part of making this clip was I went to the uh, Merriam-Webster Dictionary and I said, I need to find somebody saying dragon, find somebody else saying beef, (laughs) and then add a dragon sound. And so I'll play the top part again. Dragon. Beef. So that's just a great guy at the end just going, beef, beef, beef. Yeah. Beef. Beef. So if you need it. punctuation with those two words. You got it. Beautiful. All right. Um, enough of that. Let's move on to. Oh, I'm so excited about this. I put this in the news because I didn't even know this was happening. I heard about it this week, which is great because it's tomorrow. But the original Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance game that was on PS2, GameCube, I think that may have been it. Maybe original Xbox. This is an old game. I uh, love PS2. Oh, it was so good. Uh, it was like, you know, controller, but it was basically the first time a Diablo kind of game was playable in this way and it had amazing you know all in all the kind of looty ways that was all there and stuff but it was so just such a perfect it's a perfect game it's one of my favorite games ever and then it just kind of poof went away Baldur's Gate 2 Dark or Dark Alliance 2 was a thing but it wasn't as well received uh and it just and kind of all fa- EverQuest one I, oh yeah what yeah. was that called um uh Champions of, no one was it Champions of Norath Champions of Norath that's it that's it same developer, I think, even. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, Dark Alliance was insane. It was so good. Well, that same exact game being re-released tomorrow on new consoles, like all up-resed, up-chunked, up up-whatever, uh, coming out on up Series chunk. X and, <laughs> and PS5. Not PC, weirdly. I don't know what the problem is there, but uh, not on PC, which is a bummer. Um, but I think I'm going to grab it because I have real fond feelings. I'm also a little nervous, though, because what if it doesn't hold up the way I think it does? Because I have real fond memories of that game. I mean, did you watch the trailer? It kind of looks, you know, it doesn't look the best still. even up No, it doesn't look <laughs> great. It doesn't look bad. The question is, like, how, how much better? I they it... still made games like this. Yes, I guess that's my. And I guess they kind of do. Like, there's a million action RPGs that are sort of ish like this but there but you was know something what my about favorite it. one of these was hmm. do you remember when they then made an x-men version of it and then they made a marvel version of it yeah and uh, it dark, was amazing what was that first game it's dark not dark alliance that's this uh it was like that though uh, marvel yeah uh, avengers alliance or something like that whatever the hell it was called yeah um, and then they they yeah. did bring it back there is a switch version, but i don't i don't I didn't have a switch when it came out, so I don't care retroactively. Right. And uh, <laughs> I, I want them to bring that game back. Because yeah. the problem is, is the like Marvel hero Diablo style game yeah. is awesome. And all those avenues are closed. They aren't making them anymore. That like Marvel heroes, whatever year they decided to wrap it up 2018 or 2017 or whatever it was on when it ended Mm -hmm. um that game shut down like i miss those that is that is the perfect type of game for superheroes i I agree we need more of them i agree i don't know why they can't why is just lightning in a bottle kind of thing like i I don't know why it's not oh dude 
John, I'm sorry. I have to interrupt this program for some breaking news. There is a really shitty dragon in this trailer. So I'm going to share this with you. Yeah. Um, let's let's here. Let's, let's see if we can agree on the badness of a dragon. Here we go. Dragon beef. Dragon beef. I'm going to drag this over into our chat so you can see it. I'll put it up on the screen chat room. Here it is. That's a bad dragon. Okay. That is a garbage dragon. It's a terrible dragon. Hold we on. agree that you don't like it because it, it certainly fits your generic ass class of dragon. You know what? I'm surprised you don't like it because it has four legs. I thought for sure you'd be into that. But uh, nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. We both agree. We yep. hostily agree with one. another. No beef here on that particular dragon. But some of the graphic upgrades look nice. Some of it looks like shit. Kind of. I can't quite tell how I would feel, but. I can tell you when I first played that game that it was my favorite freaking console game for months. I loved it. Oh, look at Eye of the Beholder. All this D&D stuff, Bo. Look at all that in there. Mm. All right. It looks good. Sorry, I was muted. It looks good, but yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what the price is. The price, like, five bucks? It better be cheap. Everything. <laughs> better. Yeah, everything. It if they're, be- they're going to drop that for, like, $59.99, I mean, no way. Yeah, if it's not cheap, then what are we even doing? All right. Um, okay, we have a we have a we have a review from Steam here. A couple of them actually that we need to. Uh, Dear Martha. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah so this will be good. Uh, these are going to be fantastic, especially given the second one because I've actually played that game. So anyway, uh, let's turn it over to Dear Martha and see how these go. My dearest Martha, today I submit to you my review of Weedcraft Inc. <laughs> I almost bought this today because it's on sale. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, it looked interesting. Martha, plant training is so annoying. Manual long clicks for each freaking plant. Thousands of times, frowny face. (laughs) And no, the employees are not very useful because they are inefficient and very expensive. There are too many strains. The game is not designed to help you on this. You have to manually grind all the time when planting a different strain or choosing a strain to sell. Oh, and you have to keep talking and talking and talking and talking with everyone to keep the good relationships, which is good only when you want to befriend a cop to ask him a friendly favor to turn a blind eye to your activities or ask for a string from a competitor. Blackmailing is just useless waste of time because if you're doing it, those people will leave after two months regardless of your relationship with them. So what's the point of gathering so much dirt about them if you're not going to take advantage of this? Monthly costs are too high and you must grind your way to have a positive balance. Yours in this life and the next, Cello Neb 1. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Cello Neb? Cello Neb. <laughs> that's, the best, that's the best guess on how to pronounce okay, it. Okay, pretty good. Well, All right. You should have watched the trailer before you played it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no kidding. All right. Uh, next up, we have Farm Manager 2021. My dearest Martha. I now present to you a review for Farm Manager 2021. Martha, generic American garbage. (laughs) (laughs) The twee music, the shiny-faced, 
all American employees, the massive mansion farmhouse, and all rectangular fields. Ugh. Where's the soul? Yours in this life and the next. Giblet. <laughs> Where's the soul? Uh, I mean, I'll agree with Giblet. That game's not that remarkable. It's okay. I played it. It's all right. It's pretty good. It's not great, though. Uh, that was amazing. Giblet, if you're out there listening, it's short and sweet. That's what we like him, buddy. Uh, all right. <laughs> Enough of that. Now, what? This? Yeah, this. Games we played. Uh, Shipbreaker got their big update today. I've been waiting for it forever. So thank you, devs at Shipbreaker, for releasing a patch on Thursday uh, so I didn't have to wait all the way till the weekend. Um, I've been waiting for a long time for this update. This update basically wiped all progress, which is why I put my playtime in the game on hold. Otherwise, I loved coming to this every day. At least at least once a day, I was tearing a ship apart. And uh, they updated it. In there now is some story, some additional character stuff. Some uh, I don't know where that's all going yet because I'm still early. But uh, I was introduced to a bunch of characters that are all sort of on the radio and have, you know, stuff to say. Uh, new ships are in there. New progression system is now implemented. So uh, that all got kind of overhauled and uh, changed. I think I like the changes actually quite a bit. It used to be this big unending uh, like a checklist, almost like a shopping list of stuff you wanted to try to do for that, for that disassembly. And when you would accomplish one, you'd get a thumbs up and and whatever points were associated with it. And if you didn't, you just lost track of it. Well, now this does it more like there are three, three levels of ship uh, destruction. And if you can get to the third, that's enough to make all your quotas and kind of be done, even though there's still big chunks left or something. Or you can go all the way and get all the money spent uh, by saving everything if you want to. So there's a little bit of flexibility on the on the kind of end game of each bit, uh, of each ship that you're tearing apart. And I really liked that. Um, hmm. Anyway, not far enough in to really say much else. I just got tethers unlocked and some other stuff that I'm used to in the in the previous build. But uh, it feels good to be back. Freaking Shipbreaker, baby. I love that game. Does the uh, does the new story mode confirm if it's in the homeworld universe? Uh, no. Well, if it does, I don't. I can't tell yet. Um, but not yet. Um, nothing they've okay. said or done has indicated any of that. And the intro with the little girl reciting the poem about her dad getting the job up on the shipbreaker thing—that's all in there still. So they haven't changed some of that initial stuff. Um, it seems also just smoother. A little cleaner. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Just a good polish run on things. Just feels like stuff just looks maybe a little nicer than it did when I last played it. I don't know. It could just be me being excited. Has it come a long way from since when you first started to? Oh, for sure. Yeah. From its initial, my initial buy of the thing till now, it's definitely had some huge improvements. I think they're really close now to being done, done. And it sounds like no more wipes because this, the story stuff is going to come in waves and then when the final story wave's done, that's roughly when they're going to hit 1.0 and just release the damn thing. But I oh, still think it's a good buy for for an early access game, and I love it. Oh, my gosh, I love it. It just chills me out. Just one of the most zen games uh, ever. Oh, I have a vo- uh, you can pick a voice now, so your character has a voice, even though you don't really say much. But when you get burned, you yell a lot more and stuff like that. So it reminded me, John. So it's like it's yes. like Final Fantasy. Yes, it reminded me of that. So when I'm doing it, it's like pick your voices, and there's female, male, and all this. And I hit the one first male one. He goes, ah, oh, ah, blah, blah, blah. He's freaking out because he's burning or whatever. So it's all like <laughs> the death and burn and yell noises that you would make. It's great. 
Been oh man, of... they should they should hook up with Warner Brothers and get some Looney Tunes, you know, Samity Sam. My biscuits are burning. My biscuits are burning in there. That'd be great. Hell yeah. Marketing. It's, it's yeah, marketing 101. It's very good. Laura for real says next patch has dragons. That'd be cool too, but I don't think it's going to happen. Uh anyway, Shipbreaker this, still this rad. This game has an important message. You guys hear that uh, there's an actual rocket uh, going to land somewhere randomly on the earth? No. From where? From who? Uh, I think China launched a rocket, you know, to send materials up to build their space station. So there's a rocket and then it's, you know, adrift and it's it's going at like 20,000 miles per hour or something like that. Oh, my gosh. And it's not expected to burn up in the atmosphere. So it's expected to land somewhere randomly on the planet. That really raised my anxiety when I <laughs> saw that article. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a lot of square footage they're they're hoping it'll land in the water but really it could land in theory anywhere and that's just a great thing to know that you might randomly get crushed by stupid chinese rocket at some point somewhere else in in the you know so it's important to break up these ships that's why this game makes me think of that yeah you gotta get rid of it yeah too much float back down into the planet exactly oh my god that's hilarious um I did fire a water, Hello, an empty. <laughs> I fired a, a empty water bottle at the Earth while I was tearing the ship apart today. I don't know if it ever arrived there, but I just turned. Oh, it. well, it might burn up. Most stuff burns up. That's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's why we're not. It's not as bad, but this isn't. So no. Um, I don't know. I, I just try not to think about it. Honestly, it is weird, right? Like <laughs> the if they odds say, of it hitting you is not good. You're right. Right. But it's gonna hit somewhere. Yeah, it'll hit yeah, somewhere. Hopefully, you know, the water. There's mostly water that covers there, so hopefully, it lands sure. in the ocean. I guess yeah. it's the safe bet. I wonder but, what the you could do the odds on it. I wonder what they are. Like the odds, you could figure that math out and figure out one what, in a trillion or something. Or one man, in a 10 that'd be crazy. Trillion. What? Here's a story for you. You go to a bookie to make a bet on where it's gonna land. <laughs> And you win, yeah. but it turns out it lands on the bookie. That's where you bet, and you can't collect <laughs> any money. The record of You're the transaction. SOL. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the paperwork. You're screwed. You're not going to win. That's fine. Well, if Trendset is correct, he says, or he or she says, New York is the farthest north it will be. So I'm good. You guys are still screwed. Oh, okay. Great. Well, we got a lot of room here down here we're we'll probably be okay yeah i mean the odds are good that it's not going to happen but i just don't like the the whole idea the whole premise that we're shooting stuff up into the atmosphere and just letting it <laughs> and land. that yeah. could randomly rain down on people seems very irresponsible it, it feels like we've gone to great lengths generally different space agencies in different countries have gone to great lengths to say all right the the coming back to earth the re-entry process is this it's going to be this part of the ocean we're going to have these ships ready to go pick up the the junk or the survivor or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Well, I don't know why this one's such a random thing. It's like, ah, we just, we don't know. It'll come. It'll, it'll be here. That's dumb. That's dumb. China, get together. Get it together. Yes, seriously. You're two for two now. Yeah. What are you guys doing? Hello, China. All right, great. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to uh, Apex Legends Legacy. Uh, just real quick. Yeah, you got to talk about this because a second ago you just said, I don't want to play another Battle Royale. Uh, if I see another Battle Royale, I'm going to throw up. That's right. Scott Johnson Good quote. news. Good news because that's the whole point of this update. It introduces a brand new permanent mode to the game. Uh, this is, I would argue, their attempt to uh, compete with CSGO and... Um, valorant at the whole 3v3 or you know whatever v whatever round based buy guns at the top of the round try to win best of five whatever style game Mm -hmm. 
you're dead, you're dead, that kind of game. And that's what this is. It's 3v3, and it's a new, like I said, new permanent mode. All the characters work in it. You still get your alts, and you get all the cool stuff that you have. Um, but there are these smaller arenas, and um, other stuff came with this update. Like, there's a new character who's actually a descendant from one of the bosses you fought in uh, Titanfall 2. So there's a little bit of cool connection there uh, with, Titan, with the Titanfall universe. Um, anyway, she's basically... Who, is it Farah who shoots all the rockets as her ultimate in uh, Overwatch? I think yeah, that's Farah. Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah, she's kind of like that. One of her ultimates or one of her big deals is she flies up in the air and then shoots a bunch of, you know, bumblebee rockets that fly all over the place and kill people. But anyway, that's not the important part. The 3v3 arena stuff is really fun. I really like it. And I've, I'm an old, I used to love, uh, way back in the day, I played the Counter-Strike mod just unendingly back in the late 90s early 2000s just all the time I loved it so I really I already like that kind of play I like the kind of slow down be careful you go you got one life and that's it don't f it up um, they add to this the abilities that you have in in the battle royale which is you know you've got shields you can buy ahead of the game um, better grenades you can upgrade your gun between rounds if you survive that round you can upgrade the gun you have so they have some of the elements of the BR pulled back into this arena. But for the most part, you're, you know, you're kind of playing Valorant in a way. And uh, I had a lot of fun in there. I was playing with randos even, and, and we ended up one and t- win. We won two. I lost one. But they were really fun, super intense, and not a battle royale. Like, I'm just kind of sick of that. I'm sick of the hundred come in, one of you comes out scenario because I'm never going to compete well in there. But here I can. I feel like I have a chance. I feel like I'm working toward a goal with a small team you know, one shot and you're dead. It's pretty cool. So, um, I think we may end up playing some of that. It's on steam now. So, Oh, that's the other thing I installed it on steam, steam for the first time, launched it and it just knew who I was. And I didn't have to even launch, um, origin or whatever the new PC EA thing is. It just ran and had all my progress and my levels and everything. Oh, it, was, nice. it was great. I didn't have to do anything. It was awesome. I think they've, they've been really liberal with that game to say, this is like a huge winner for us. We don't want to F anything up around the edges. So just let it be playable. Just go play it. And, don't uh, let Origin touch it. It'll mess it up. Yeah. Um, it's fun, though. I had a really good time in there and uh, would do that again, uh, especially with friends. I think a, th- uh, a three man, like the three of us in there would be would be a hoot. Um, it's a lot of fun. I liked it. Uh, so that to answer your question, John, I did not play a battle royale. I played a 3v3 arena game. Nice. That does sound nice. That sounds yeah. fun. Yeah, and once again, their intro videos they make for their seasons and things, top-notch shit. It's so good. They should make a movie. I would go see their movie. Maybe not in theaters, but I'd watch it. Cause they should great. get some Netflix money at least to make a... Make I that. agree. Dude, Netflix has... They now have Dota 2 and League of Legends uh, animes. They have the yeah. two main MOBAs. They have animes of both. What the frick? What world do I live in? That's insane. Did the Diablo one get canceled? There was a lot of talk that there was a Diablo Netflix happening too, but... I just don't think I we've heard anything, never. but I think it's still going. I think there's still yeah. progress. They'll probably time it around the time that game hits or something. That would make a lot of sense. Uh, chat room's asking about too, so. Scavengers. I haven't heard of Scavengers. Is that a new uh, shootery thing? I heard of it, and I honestly... Scavengers. I, because it's a generic it's not a bad name but it's a generic name and i mixed it up with outriders and was like oh i know what that game is so i did not know what that game i'm is. pulling it up just to get a quick look at it um the website looks kind of neat bo that's funny you said 
Scavengers. Scavengers, because I'm playing an indie game for a boop show called uh, Skeletal Avengers. Or Skeletal oh, Avenger. Skivengers. And I, when I first saw it, I went Skeletal Avenger because you were in my head. So, Skeletal. <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, this looks kind of fun. Little three on, what's this, free to play? Oh, it's got really mixed reviews, though. I don't know. I like I mean, It's sort of, you know, it could be the next uh, Fortnite or it could be the next um, Cliff Blazinski joint, whatever that game was called. Oh, yeah. What was that called? That had- shooter game, survival game, fighting game, action adventure game. Mm. So many genres. Made by that name, the, the name and development you know, you know uh, Midwinter Man- Entertainment. Manhandlers or something like that. Was shooting it- jumpers. Oh, the, the, the Cliffy B game? What was that called? Yeah. Shit, shit jumpers. Poop, poop, poop nibblers. What was it? Not Gears of War. Guys. I don't remember. It's been so while that we've. Hang on, I have to look uh, it up now. Frick. It's it was a generic name. Lawbreakers. Lawbreakers. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it. it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> guys, lawbreakers. We break the law. Like it's a little bit more time in the oven on that name and concepts. Yeah, it had potential, like, but. I mean, yeah. a rose by any other name, right? Like in another universe, Warcraft is the dumbest name for a video game ever, but it isn't because it was a good game. Well, yeah, if it was you, a bad game. It'd be so, you know. But Lawbreakers still, I, especially because they capitalized the B, but no space between Lawbreakers. Oh, you're not you know, a fan of that. You don't. Yeah, like that? that's what killed it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad title. I, I you know, no, I'm, a, I'm, I'm with it. As a voice out in the ether, just giving his dumb opinions about games. I'm That's what say. killed that game. This didn't have a space in the name. It was that. just it was hard for me to press the button to start the launcher because I'm just like, yeah, this game's all right, but it's called Lawbreakers. Yeah, give me a space. And then you, like, I just when I say it, I feel like I'm 14. Being like, I'm playing this sweet game. It's about breaking the law called Lawbreakers. It's <laughs> like it's not law. sweet. No <laughs> one thinks that's law. cool. Yeah, someone thinks that's cool. Not us. Uh, what else? Right. ESO. I won't get into too much. I'm just really enjoying it. Uh, having having a there's a quest line storyline that happened in uh, else northern elsewhere. I think that was just amazing. I've been sending clips to these guys, but I just love the I love the whole string of stories. We basically established a new cat lady queen, a Khajiit queen, uh, mm. the rightful heir to this throne. And man, those people love me now. Oh boy. Because you, they think Had I'm the, the- Jellicle Ball, and <laughs> they went up to the Jellicle Moon. What's Jellicle? <laughs> I don't What's- know if we have time to get into what Jellicle is. It's a nonsense word from the movie and Broadway show Cats. Yeah. I've never and seen Scott that knows movie, what but- that is. Oh, I did. Yeah, I've heard of it. I've heard of it before. Okay, but I haven't oh, seen. Okay, that movie. cats. I get it. Khajiit cats. The movie. It's yeah. related. The Khajiit. Oh. Well, the clip he showed had a bunch of cats talking about the moon, and I was like, "Wow, this is the most jellical thing since all those jellical cats." They're came super together to into the moon. So moon. it's all about the sun and the moon and balance and all that. This is their culture thing. So the Khajiit are really. I used to think, "Oh, cat people, never going to play one of those," but the game has really open that up i really like that race i really like their history it's very cool and some of these temples i was in these underground temples are just so ornate and rad they just made i don't know i have new respect for the khajiit they're cool they're not just cat Hmm. people after all i'm glad they're doing stuff with them because i have and it's weird because 
I guess it's racist, even if it's about a fake race that doesn't exist. But all they ever do in Elder Scrolls games, they're like, we need a skooma addict. What should we do? Let's put a Khajiit in there. Like, it's always a Khajiit. Like, if somebody's selling you skooma or somebody's ODing on skooma, it's always a Khajiit. Yeah. A hundred percent of the time. I feel like in ESO, the the... The bu- not bummer race, but the race that always seems to be the one that's like strung out on skooma. <laughs> seems like it's the lizard people whose names I can't think of suddenly. But oh, maybe it's the lizards that's. Doing maybe they have a thing for that. I don't know. It's yeah, it's. But the lizards it's are always just on like lizards and cats. But they've got their own cool shit going on too. It's it, the game's really good at like um, that kind of lore building stuff that I don't think the, the the previous Elder Scrolls games had some of that, but a lot of it you had to read in those books you'd find. Um, yeah, this tells a lot of story and it's, it's very good. And they did some stuff with the, um, the Cadwell character played by John Cleese. I did not see coming. I couldn't believe they, they pulled a, like a story twist off. John that I didn't see coming. Yeah. He was great. And he's good in it. It's very good. There's a whole bunch of really great actors that for whatever reason, I guess they paid them do voice work in this thing. And, mm. um, they're all, they're all excellent. I think my favorite may have been Bill Nye's take on, um, the the human king i forgot his name but the guy you guys all know him he's a famous british actor he's in all sorts of yeah shit. he's the slarty bartfast in yes. um yes. Uh, in hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy yeah. he's he plays slarty bartfast he's that gnarly head vampire in the under the first underworld movie which was pretty good um, i think he's in one of the Shaun of the dead or one of the yeah, one of those the movies stepdad yeah yes yes mm-hmm. He's in. I think he's in all of those. Actually, he might at least be in the all those. first two because he's also the police captain. In oh right, he's the police captain in Hot Fuzz. Yes, yes, he that guy. He's great in it, and he and he just was such a great voice. Peter Stormare's in it. The guy that put uh, Steve Buscemi in a, in the chipper in the end of Fargo. He's in it. Um, it's just great. I love all the 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 voice work. It's just really top notch stuff, and it's drug me in big time. I'm really into it. Um, all right, John, now on to no beef, but on to, you know, Final Fantasy 14. What's going on there? Yeah, I'll just do a quick check in and say I beat the Heavensward expansion, uh, or at least the story portion of it. I've now moved on to the Stormblood expansion, as we teased in either the pre-show or this show. I don't remember. Uh, I think that's definitely falling in line with Scott's jam because it is a lot of desert. It's a lot of rusted ruins and mechs in the desert and dealing with the Imperials and, uh, you know, dusty old temples and stuff like that. So, uh, but it's cool. I mean, that game continues to surprise me. And I think that's the big thing that, that keeps being so refreshing about it is Stormblood sets up as this very clear, like, uh, Hey, we're going to go to uh, this this area that's under military control. We're going to try and free them. Our hand kind of got forced on it, but we're going to do it. Yeah. And I was like, all right, you know, that's not the most exciting thing I've ever heard, but uh, all right, let's go do it. And like within the first 15 quests there, you're dealing with it and it does not go the way you expect it. And then the story pivots. And I was like, wow game's really doing a good job of surprising me keeping me on my toes mm. and uh i i would say that uh the one before storm uh, not Stormblood, heaven's word was kind of the same way um where it was hey you're going here to do this thing and you did it over the course of the main story and then it just kept it just kept taking these weird turns that were unexpected and 
Uh, I've really enjoyed the story and the characters, and it's a it's a game where when characters die, which does happen from time to time, I, I genuinely am bummed out that those characters aren't going to be around, and I feel that impact. So uh, I'm having a I'm having a great time with it, and I'm going to just keep plugging away at it. I made my character a cat lady, so I guess I'm with you, Scott. Oh. I'm feeling a little jellical these days. Sure, and uh, I had a file of. Fantasia or Fantasia or whatever it's called. And I was like, yeah, let's change my character. Now my character is a cat. So perfect. Nice. Are there drugs? Are there skooma? Is there a skooma equivalent in? Uh, yeah. What do you guys get? I don't on? know. Final Fantasy. Are we going to have scuba wars next? <laughs> Chats. The chat comes alive when I talk about Final Fantasy with correcting me, mm. asking me things that I've done that I probably haven't done and giving me details. So chat. Is there drugs in Final Fantasy 14? Or is Final Fantasy 14 the drug? That might be the drug. Look, I've seen some of the stuff in that game. It might be the drug. It might be the drug. There's some weird... I fought a buff book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was one of my favorite things, because you're going through this dungeon, and it's all... uh, It's a library, so you're fighting a bunch of books and related things, like, oh, here's a tome that contains evil, so now the book is evil, and you got to fight it. And they were like, well, now we want a boss book. And it was just the most like middle schooler drawing in his notebook. Like he's like, yeah, I'm going to draw a bunch of book enemies. <laughs> then like, okay, well, we need a boss yeah. one. What are you going to do? I'm going to put big muscles on this book. <laughs> and it was my is is a buff tome. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. It wouldn't uh, be Final Fantasy without that. And Final Fantasy seven remake had a caught it. You have to fight like a house. Oh, really? yeah. at one point the, 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 the battle a house like it's just it's just literally a house and like the windows open and shit comes out like there's in the house it doesn't even have legs or anything it just bounces around and you just you're whacking a house so <laughs> it's I, that, funny but it's like it's definitely immersion breaking if you like you know if you don't want immersion breaking you're gonna final well, fantasy's not for well you. that's what i think maybe is going on right now like all this dragon beef if we chisel down through it it depends on, you know, my mood could switch next year. I'd be in a totally different mood. But right now I like the grounded. This is a fantasy world and we're going to we're going to live in that world and we're not going to get goofy in that world too much. Like even wow, goofy, like it's just going to be very fantasy, very dark fantasy, very, very much what you think of when you think of the, the what was the books, not the books of time. What was that called? Uh, Wheel of time. Wheel of time or even Game of Thrones or, you know, anything that's just like this, like here's a world building world and we are going to build in it and it's going to be that world. There will be no buff books. There'll be no books with muscles in this game. And I think are I'm there just characters the, with, who reflect real life, like Harrison Jones and stuff like that. None of that. Like that. None of that. Well, if there is, I don't I don't recognize the references. It's possible, I suppose. And it's not like the game doesn't have its, you know, trappings like you can dance and there's. But it's all stuff that is plausible in the world itself. The character of Cadwell, played by John Cleese, is meant to be funny, and there are He's moments got a that are pot on his. Head. He has a pot on his head, which is not the funny part. But he'll say things sometimes, and I'll laugh at them. But he's doing it in the context of the world. It's never fourth wall breaking or whatever. And a lot of people, like me, when it comes to like shooters, I would rather play a shooter that doesn't take itself too seriously. For some reason, I'm in the mood for an MMO that does take itself too seriously in a way. And I think that's why it's working for me because they're just not they're not busting too far out of those walls. Whereas if you're looking for something just a little more fanciful and a little more like willing to say, 
What if a guy drove? What if his mount was the car from Final Fantasy 15? That's cool. And it is. It's in there. Why it's not? in that game. So why yeah. not? You know, why not? Why but, not a bunch of automata looking lady skins? But why I, not? I think the I think the thing that I really appreciate is that it does a good job of juggling both. Like, yes, you can be like we saw in that video. If you want to be the guy wearing a purple suit and a big fat yellow chocobo head on your head that you can you can be that man. That can be you. Yeah. But the story is like surprisingly heavy and deep. Like going into this country and them going, all right, well, like the reason you're fighting is because a group of rebels decided to stage a battle and pretend like, oh, we're going to attack this place and sacrifice their own army in a battle to kind of force the rest of the nations to go, well, now we have to go to war. And you go over there. And so there's this political drama behind the scenes And they're like, well, we're going to have to go to war. We need to get the resistance on our side. And you go and talk to them and they're like, guys, you've been ignoring us for so long, letting us just be ruled by these people. Like we're beaten down. And every time somebody's come in and said, hey, we want to free you. We want to do right by you. We send our children to go fight in a war and they don't come home. Jeez. And you're asking for more children. We don't have any. We're not going to fight in this war for you. (laughs) And it's like, it's surprisingly heavy topics where like you're getting into the nature of what it's like to, you know, you have an empire that's ruling. What's it like for people who kind of get indoctrinated to that philosophy and join with them? You know, what's it like to ask somebody, Hey, you want to lend us troops to help fight them? And they're like, guys, the people you're fighting are our own people conscripted. We're not killing the empire. We're killing ourselves. Like these are the conversations they're having. And you're like, this is deep. And then, yes, the car from Final Fantasy 15 (laughs) goes driving by with a Chocobo man inside of it. (laughs) So you do get both sides of it. Yeah. But I'm not saying this is good. There's some about how it's presented where it's like, you know when the drama is going to be there and you know when the fanciful like crazy stuff yeah and i think that's awesome they've clearly hit the right note they've done it's 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 great i I think they're i think it's just a matter of what mood i'm in because they're made they're they're probably coming a time where i'll be in the mood to go back and do that and i'll be ready because i'm already level 70 and just need a story boost and i'm there so we shall see um, we both said we wouldn't talk much about our MMOs of choice at the moment, but neither yeah. neither of us were able to not because it's just we're having a lot of fun in these games and Dragon. It's, yeah, Dragon it's Beef taken continues. up most of my playtime, honestly. I'm yeah. putting courtesy time in other games so I can talk about something. Well, tell me about Mega Man X Legacy Collection because those yeah. are hard, those are yeah. hard games. And why did you play those games? Because that's let me weird. tell you about a Super Nintendo game. While we're talking about <laughs> what's new and relevant, I played two Super Nintendo games re-released. Uh, on modern consoles, mm. uh, I'm a big fan of the Mega Man X series, so I've been playing through all those games. I beat X1 and X2. I'm working on X3. Um, I don't really have a lot to say, except that collection's great. I think the Mega Man X games is a fantastic franchise, and it was on sale, so I picked it up. And uh, yeah, I like it. These That's were old. It. These were SNES games. These are. This is like a collection of those. I never played these, so I don't. I don't really know what the lineage is on the Mega Man stuff. Yeah, so like, it was ten when they introduced Zero, right? Uh, oh, is that right? No. So, well, it's called Mega Man X. It's not Mega Man Ten, although oh. there is an. Uh, 
anyway, we won't get into that. But yeah, it is Mega Man X. It is a different <laughs> okay, franchise. Mega Man, <laughs> uh, Mega Man X uh, is where Zero shows up. Zero is the best character in Mega Man. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, so there's there's Legacy Collection 1 and there's Legacy Collection 2. Legacy Collection 1 has the first three games from the Super Nintendo and the first game from the PlayStation on it. And then the second Legacy Collection has the last two from the PlayStation and then I believe two more games from the PlayStation 2 era on it. Wow. And uh, so it's a it's a decent chunk of games you get with it. Um, they seem to be pretty solid ports. They've got a bunch of... I love the artwork to the Mega Man series. Like, whoever did the art there, it's just... There's a real whimsy to it that I enjoy. Mm. And uh, so it has the museum mode where you can go through and look at all the art behind it and all that stuff. And yeah, just having a really good time playing some old games. Does it include this dialogue? Hold on. You must recover all the energy immediately, Mega Man. But where is Dr. Wily? That's a good question. We may be able to locate another energy emission from the radar room. Do we Do we get any of that? From the radar room? <laughs> Unfortunately not. That's from, uh, I believe, Mega Man two. 9 oh, or 8. Two. Oh, that was uh, 2. Okay. There is a collection from that. That's not from the X game. But don't you worry, Scott. Mm. If you want bad voice acting... Those PlayStation era Mega Man games and the PS2 ones definitely still fulfill it. Mm. Uh, if you want a character that every time he swings his sword goes, you can play Mega Man <laughs> X4 and you will hear it every single time. Wow. Okay. At no point did someone go, you know, maybe people are going to get sick of hearing this sound effect when he swings his sword. <laughs> you know, is it just me? But that that dialogue now scott we've been listening to that for so long it doesn't sound like bad voice acting to me anymore. it just sounds like a part of the show like when he says like it's just excellent i'm I'm like why i'm like why can't there be more voice acting like this it's beautiful i agree i'm into the uh, the the worse the better i'm i'm super happy when this stuff can you get me the uh, coconut from the from the tree (laughs) it's a it's a me village and mario um (laughs) give me a radar room yeah but this thing where it's just no take Terry, like it's one take and you're out. And yeah. Well, yeah, it's the stutter in the middle. Like, it's like you don't want to do another take where you don't mispronounce the name. I mean, they brought Nick their cranky Man. grandpa in and he didn't want to do more than one take. I, that's the only thing I can think of. Like, why, why wouldn't you just re-record that one line? All the kids did fine or whoever the other voices are. Just have him reread that. And they didn't because he was probably cranky and pissed or something. Like, I'm not reading it again. I don't know. I, to me, it's the biggest mystery. I, yeah, I don't think more I need voice to reread actors. your scripts, McMahon. M- 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 and by the way, that was eight. So just for the just for the record, okay. McMahon. M- we're voice actors who don't give a shit about video games, who aren't ha- like happy they're working on it. You know, because you hear a lot of voice actors like, "Oh, I love the character, and I'm happy to play the video game." You know, where people are like, "Ah, oh, I just did this stupid video game game, whatever." <laughs> like, let me say my lines and get the f out of here. <laughs> the kid, you know, make the kids happy. Like that's we need more people like that. I agree because they sell they sell the lines in a different way. You yep. know, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, also, you play Dragon Quest Builders too, which showed up on Game Pass. This made me very happy because I really like Dragon Quest Builders too, like a lot. I don't know how much I've talked about it on here, but played a hell of a lot of that on Steam when it first came out, and I may play it again on my console just because that's a good sit on my butt game. But anyway, what do you yeah. think of Dragon Quest Builders too? It's great. It's charming. It's got a lot of whimsy from the from the very moment of like, you know, you go through the whole little intro bit and then it goes to a black screen 
and it says your name, and I put my name because apparently I keep doing that recently, forgetting that an old video game trope is to name your character when you write your name. Mm-hmm. So I keep playing games where my character's name is John, which is fine, yeah, but fine. I, it surprises me when it happens. Yeah. And the guy goes, John, <laughs> you are the chosen one. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and then the camera fades in and it's a skeleton. And he's like, nah, I'm just kidding. We're going to kill you. soon." <laughs> like, this, this is really great. Yeah, like good. there's just a charming quality to it. And, uh, you know, it's very Minecrafty, but I don't know. There's just something about uh, the way the characters run around and are displayed and the way they're showing all of that, that, yeah. um, it's just fun. It's just really speaking to me. I'm not very far. I basically got through the tutorial where you're, you know, on a ship where they basically they're they, everybody's talking about how they're going to kill you later. Yeah. But then the ship starts getting holes and having problems. And because in the uh, dungeon quest builders world, like the ability to build stuff is something that nobody thought of until builders showed up. They yeah. were like, wait a minute, you put things together and make stuff. <laughs> yeah. what like they don't know so somebody's like i don't know there's supplies around here do you think you could make a torch and you're like yeah i can and they're like wow yeah so you run you run around and you just make stuff for them and they're stoked and then the ship starts to sink and uh they're like can you build us out of this predicament we're in and you're like yeah i can and you sort of fix the ship and then the ship wrecks anyway and everybody dies yeah it sounds right but yeah, it's cool. Uh, but it's I'm a cool having, take. having fun with it. Yeah, yeah they it's are, free the, on Game Pass. Yeah, it's for if you got Game Pass, no reason not to try it. Um, but it's uh, it's a very cool game. It's, it's my only complaint about it in the past has been it's just never on sale. It's always fifty nine bucks. It didn't matter if you want it on Switch or whatever. It just felt like the kind of game that needs a discount. Having it on Game Pass is very nice. So there's that. Bo, I'm looking at your list, and you played a hell of a lot of Game Pass. Speaking of Game Pass. Um, yeah. Wow. Children of Mort is one of my favorite little uh, recent indies. What do you What do you think of that thing? I like that's that game. Uh, a game that I've played the most. I still I don't know if that I'm very far. I'm still in that first cave, the Pecipolum Caves, or mm. whatever they call them. Yeah. Pukapalum Caves, something like that. Something like that. Um, I think it's a really great game. Actually, mm. uh, what I like about it is, um, I guess you just have this family story that's getting told by this one narrator, and it's just super great yeah it's just super the story you is in really that good mood. right that story yeah, is crazy good for weird reasons tells you in little drips and drabs and mm-hmm. i don't know for an indie game and just the style that it is it, I, I just kind of like the way the guys animate you can clearly tell who the uncle is he's got disheveled hair is like an alcoholic and mm-hmm. you know, i don't know there's it it really works i sometimes wish not that the art style is bad but it is pixel art so sometimes there's like a lack of detail. Like it's hard to see, like I'm playing on the TV. I don't know. It just feels a little blotchy sometimes. And I just, I crave more detail from these beautiful characters. Yeah. It's not a complaint though. And the gameplay is all right too. Like it feels pretty good on a controller. It's no Diablo, but it play, it's a, you know, ARPG for all intents and purposes. You shoot at things, damage numbers come out. You, just no loot system. Really. You're going to love the little brother when you unlock him. He has these shocker yeah. things. Or maybe you already have, but he's Yeah, awesome. I've got I've got the two brothers and the girl, the fire oh, okay. girl. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. You're getting on yeah. then. You, there's a, I think grandma, you get grandma eventually. She becomes a. Yeah, I have two or three more characters that I haven't unlocked yet. Okay. So maybe, I'm, I'm assuming grandma's going to be one of them and probably mom. She's pregnant. So when she gives birth to, I assume she becomes unlocked as well as a character. I'm trying to remember. I don't think I have her either. 
I'm pro- uh, I know I'm further than you, but not much. I that's just a cool game, and they convey a lot with with their graphic choice, their style of pixel stuff conveys yeah, a lot yeah. of story. It's really well done. And, and even though they tell you some story when you return back home, you can also sort of scroll around and, and find what that what they're up to. Like you can catch the young boy swimming, Kevin. Yeah. Kevin likes to swim. You're like, where Kevin's not in his room? Where is he? And you look around, he's he's swimming. And there's a dog you rescue, so you can go search for the dog. Like they're just, you know, they're always doing something different, like each time, but not mind blowing, but just moves forward the story yeah. a little bit. It reminds me a lot of Hades, like a less mm-hmm. yeah. Like a, a less interactive, less sort of developed Hades, but like it has the same. Like every time I go back, something news kick the cans yeah. kick down the road. The on stuff, the right. interstitial t- things yeah. that tie the runs together, because because at the end of the day, it's kind of yeah. another roguelike, but they create this story tapestry in between that really ties it together. I yeah. like that a lot. It's really much simpler, but the mood of it. I could see someone not liking the Hades aesthetic because it's very artsy fartsy in a way, like in a good way, but it's still very like, oh, I'm uh, your brother and let's have a conversation for two hours and talk mm-hmm. about do we love each other or are we lovers? You know, like it's just this whole thing where, where this Children of Morta is just a, like a narrator going mm-hmm. like, and the Bergsons gathered for dinner <laughs> and they had a lovely turkey and told tales and sang songs he's got a cool narrator voice though right you like that yeah yeah no it's good it's good that's what i mean but it's like it's very simple compared to the overdone haiti you know it's not like badly overdone it's Mm -hmm. just hades is really overwrought where this is very it's has that stoic simpleness i think to the aesthetic that i like anyways great great little game um yeah so i probably played that the most but i have you know, because there's a lot on the list here. I've, I've like started up a couple of different things. One thing I wanted to talk about because I watched the first episode of Bad Batch yesterday. Oh, I heard it's or great. The day before. Heard good thing. I mean, I love the animated Star Wars. I just, I love it so much. So I'm all signed up for Bad Batch. It has even a first little guest appearance. If you like Rebels, you'll like what you see right in the first few minutes. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just love that they, the way they're interconnecting a lot of stuff. Um, um, so I was like, oh man, I want more Star Wars. So I downloaded Battlefront because I too, because I never really played the campaign. I just played multiplayer with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, I played through the whole campaign. So the campaign's actually pretty awesome. Mm. Uh, I liked like it. I, I thought it was yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Like I, the gameplay is like, eh, it's just Battlefront. Like it, it doesn't blow your socks off. It's fun. It but it's not, fun. you know, like a full blown, she's not fallen redhead, you know, full gameplay kind of thing. <laughs> but like, <laughs> which is also a really good game but i it's actually a pretty decent story that ties in in a pretty interesting way and actually has like sad moments and stuff like it's the full-on like oh a tale uh, even if it's really light but it really um anyways i really liked it and i also noticed they use the word carabast in there Ooh. and i don't know if you guys know about carabast but i think the rebels guy it's basically i think the f word like oh is Star it Wars F word? I didn't know that. Yeah, so I heard it there, and I'm like, oh, they got a character there to say Carabast, and I was like, maybe I should start saying Carabast. It's so ridiculous. Would you like, say Carabasting? Like you're a effing, but Carabasting? <laughs> you know. Oh, 
Yeah, this, get the carabast out of here. Well, how maybe. would you say this place know. is effed, but you'd say this place is carabast? Would you have to? They don't it? really use it as a verb in Star Wars, but that okay. doesn't mean we can't do that. Yeah, we can do whatever we want with <laughs> right. it. Yeah, I'm gonna carabast you in your butt. That's you know, right. like, <laughs> Nine Inch Nails would say, uh, <laughs> "I want to carabast you like an animal." He'd say, "He'd say, yeah, yeah, exactly." Yeah. Like I don't know that it literally means that you know sexual intense thing, but like it's uh, you know. It's their swear word, you know. Star Wars doesn't have any swear words, and it's it's almost ridiculous, like carabas. Like it well, sounds yeah, like you're trying some, too hard, right? but I kind of like it too. So don't they I have know. some? They got poodoo, which is shit, right? Yeah, poodoo. Um, oh yeah, is I that forgot it? about that. Bantha poodoo. Uh, is that all there is? I guess that's the only swear McClunky. word. Clunky. That's not a swear word. <laughs> McClunky. <laughs> I just want to answer Torek, who says, "Do you need to see any other shows for Bad Batch?" And <laughs> as far as I can tell, it's just a direct connection from Clone Wars to Revenge of the Sith, and Revenge of the Sith go, kind of goes back to the final season of Clone Wars, and it's just a continuation, pretty much picking up. It's pretty much Clone Wars season eight. Yeah. Just, you know, there's no clones because spoilers. Order sixty six happens, <laughs> and and this. T- but it's it's about the fate of the clone army because well you'll see but the bad batch is very nonconformist part of the usually conforming clone army so uh, anyways I played more Star Wars Battlefront because of that and that's awesome um, uh, so I really recommend the campaign I actually just like had... the, the made up characters they had too yeah. yeah the characters were really good in fact I read the book uh, it was by Christy Golden who does oh. a lot of warcraft stuff is it about Iden uh, versio like the it is yeah it's, oh. a, it's a prequel to the to it you get to see the squad all kind of come together uh, for inferno squad and uh it's it's good it's a really good novel i enjoyed it and mm. i enjoyed that story a lot um i the last time i played battlefront 2 i did it for similar reasons to you bo i played through so much of that multiplayer because i was watching the clone wars again oh, so yeah those cartoons will get you wanting to play it. Like those Yeah, and, like, and so it's really immersive because it really feels Roger Roger, you're playing like the actual droids. Summon the droidica. Like there's definitely like you get good Clone Wars vibes from that game. Oh yeah. Some of those scenarios are f- as Clone Warsy as you get. Um yeah. very nice. Anyways, so there's that. Oh and, wait, uh, before you do effect, before you say yeah, anything, oh. uh, Bo or John, you said something about McClunky. McClunky. I just wanted for the everyone at home is like, what the hell are you guys talking about? Check this out. So I'm playing this thing else, and and oh, that's a guy. Hold on. Now a lot of people no. thing on Twitter the other day, and that is, uh, please like, subscribe, comment. <laughs> <laughs> McClunky. <laughs> Who says McClunky? Oh, I don't know. Greedo, Greedo. But apparently, and so I, I was. I've been doing a lot of research on edits to Star Wars yeah. uh, in preparation for a thing I'm doing on another show. Yeah. But uh, apparently, Sebulba says McClunky. Oh, really? At some point as well. And it has its origins in the prequels. And it apparently people think it has a meaning where it means like I'll end you or something like that. Because apparently Sebulba or somebody says it and Greedo now says McClunk. Okay, here's here's Sebulba saying it. Oh, let me turn this up. Ah, boy, boy. Okay, I don't care about this. Hey, hey, you want my longer? Huh? 
Tokawa Wopeo. Chuba. Oops. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna take it forever to get to it. Chuba Oh, Miss Egg. Kulkaka Pam Pam. Ouch! Chesko Saboba. Chipoko Umen Gisa. I'm not hearing any McClunky. Oh, there it is. McClunky. He says it better than Greedo. Yeah, he does. The Bulba's got some flair on it. Oh, the prequels, dude. Jeez Louise. McClunky. Don't you talk trash about the beautiful prequels. And I respect. No, I don't. I hate the prequels. I hate them. I don't respect anything to do with them. All right, Duel of the Fates is a badass song. I will give you that. It, and also, uh, he's awesome. Pod racing's awesome. Pod racing is cool when the kid's not talking. That's great. I, I don't like. There I'll try spinning. Lot. That's a great trick. <laughs> <laughs> now this is pod racing. Uh, and the uh, look, there are things uh, to not like, but Phantom Menace, I will say, has grown on me. Um, when I walked out of that movie yeah. the first time, I liked it. Yeah. Then I went through a period of hating it. Yeah. And now I'm at a period where it's still low on my list. Like if I was ranking Star Wars, it's low. Yeah. But I don't hate it. As you much don't as I hate did. it. Okay. All right. Don't I can, hate it. I can't watch for it. It's not long. as bad as Attack of the Clones, which I used to think was a lot better and is actually the worst. It's Star garbage. Movie. Yeah. It's not great. I mean, yeah, I watched Phantom Menace like four times in the theater. So, you know, like, I think probably I got indoctrinated. Also, on the fourth time, I asked a girl out on a date. It was like our first date. We made out the whole time watching Whoa. that movie. So I, hey, I got a lot of good, good go. associations with, with Phantom Menace. Yeah. I was, asked a girl out to go see Phantom Menace, and I got stood up. But oh, I got to see the uh, Phantom Menace anyways. So, uh, they, well, so uncivilized. Stood up. Yeah. That sucks. We had a well. We had an altercation. The, the theater we went to oversold, and there were like a ton of people standing in there with nowhere to sit, and oh, it got ugly. Really? For a yeah. My friend is an undercover. Can't cop. wait for the next showing. Like, I guess there's no room. Yeah. It Maybe was they have weird. To stand there I blame the theater. It? The theater screwed up and oversold tickets. And then yeah, my buddy was stand. A, I had a buddy there with us who was an undercover cop, and he got up and. Like started to wrangle people because they were getting the violent, like pushy, and it was bad. Wait, was he? Did, was he incidentally undercover, or was he undercover on a mission? He was, at he was not. So he was all dressed like his undercover persona. He was not on the job technically that night, but normally he's okay. like embedded. So he with some was. Drug he dealers. was off shift. You mean? He was off shift. Yeah. <laughs> But he looked like a drug dealer because that's what he does. He embeds himself with drug yeah. dealers, and uh, oh, okay. his job is he yeah, was he way stand up and go, hey. McClunky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was an opportunity. All the Star there. Wars fans sat down. They were like, uh, oh. I didn't mean to interrupt, Bo. You were going to talk about Andromeda's prologue. You decided to give that a swing. Oh, yeah, because usually my segment's short, and I've got a ton of different things, and we're getting, you know, we're over the end, I think, at this point. Um, Mass Effect Andromeda. So far, so good. I don't have a complaint about Mass Effect. Yeah, because that, that was much maligned. I'm playing it mainly to we'll see it'll get there. Get eh? There. It doesn't <laughs> feel as special as the other Mass Effects so far, but as beginnings go, it still seems promising. It's got a pretty I will say beginning. the UI is absolute garbage. I've never really loved the Mass Effect like start like pause screen, but I was shocked at how bad it 
is <laughs> like it's, really? it's just see, it's just uncomfortable and clunky. I don't I don't like it. I, mm. I don't I wish they'd improve that. But mm. overall, uh, you know, it's all right. Mm. Um, Keep going so with that. So I want to ke- I want to hear follow up to that. I want to see how the because everyone told me to stay away from that game. But then I've talked to people lately who are like, oh, it's all right. I think it got a bad rap. It's the bugs are gone. It's good. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I, I, I well, don't, I mean that is true. You're not going to get the I'll, buggy experience, but right. I, I'm not going to say anything because I think I think Bo should get a clean slate to make his decision on. Yeah, so. like I don't love the plot. You know, they're going to some new system, but it's also not bad. I don't know. I don't think I've hit a point yet where I'm like, ooh, I can't play this, right? Because um, I also did the prologue for Dragon Age Inquisition. And uh, I like I how that like game it. starts. That, that game I starts. didn't. I didn't. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just been a while. I think I just have too much rose-colored glasses for Origins. Mm. It just doesn't feel hard, you know. Like it's it's. There's kind of this like. I don't know this grim dark kind of just violent sort of take on Dragon Age. And it just felt really clean and manufactured, and I'm already Jesus. You know, you become G, and I'm like, I don't want to be Jesus. I want to be. Yeah. I don't like when games put me in the Jesus seat. I'm like, oh no, like I, I don't want to. S- it's too on the nose for a video game. You're the only one who can save the universe, and everyone will serve you. Mm. I kind of like more like the Valhalla take on things, where you're like, yeah, I guess I'm special, but I don't care. I'm gonna go raid <laughs> raid villages anyways. Like, yeah. So I don't know. Um, I'm I'm 100% with yeah. you on that, Bo. Dragon Age Inquisition, I think, gets more credit than it deserves. It's better than two, but... Uh, Definitely better than two. I'm also a huge fan of Origins and how, like, brutal and awful that world is. I mean, if you played... If you played the Origin where it's the wedding and literally everybody dies at your wedding and you get taken to be forced to marry, you know, somebody else, some lord against your will, like... It's dark. Uh, Dragon Age doesn't mess around in Origins and is a is a fantastic game, and it is definitely softer come Inquisition. I don't know what I, happened with that yeah. series. It bums me out. I hope that new game brings it back to the roots, but Origins was so great, but I also feel like Origins was a core game for people who loved early Baldur's Gate and loved you know that kind of thing from that developer, and it was a really great new new version of that. And then two is like, yeah, but what if people like more of an action-oriented hack and slash? And that was a mistake. That game blew. And the third one tried to bring it back a little bit and sort of succeeded, but also tried to be Skyrim on top of it. Yeah, I don't know. It's a mixed bag. Uh, I, it's just, it's, it was wasn't really hitting. Like definitely the game is smooth and and it's all right. It seemed okay to play. I just I don't like I don't like the Jesus story in video games. Like in in, in any game that makes me the hero, I just want to be in. I want to grow into that power. I think in an origins, right. the way it works is you are kind of proving yourself. And as you level up, you grow into the power rather than just they immediately hit me with you. You're the savior of Andraste that they communicated to you. And it's just like, okay, I think that's why I like other- Witcher so much because the Witcher, you're not that you're not the Jesus. Exactly. Yeah, Witcher, you're like, yeah, yeah. You people know, don't like you. You're kind of reg- Skyrim's like that too. Nobody gives a crap about you in Skyrim. You yeah. know, you kind of build into that and yeah. earn your accolades. Yeah. Origins has elements of it with making you a gray warden. But then when you find out what makes gray wardens 
so cool you're like oh it sucks like (laughs) this is awful like it does elevate you to a platform but it's like hey you're gonna take a ritual it'll probably kill you and if it doesn't the best thing you can do is uh kill a thing and die because of it so enjoy that (laughs) go off and have a good time you're like wow this sucks yeah hopefully for something new and something different we'll see yeah, so I'm sort of in the intro of both of those games. Right. I'm curious about them. And so that's that. And then I finished Torchlight 3. Uh, finished it? I think I... Like beat yeah, it? I beat the campaign. Oh. And I'm now on to the, you know, endless end game that they have, which right. isn't very interesting. Yeah. Um, I thought maybe I'd want to play it more, but I'm going to tell you guys just to avoid it. Really? Like, it's okay if you want to load it up, but, like, it's just... Was it worth running missing- the campaign, though? Did you feel like that was worth it? Yeah, but it's just hard to recommend. Like it wasn't it's not bad, but I'm just not going like, oh yeah, that was great. Like sort of by the time I got to the third act, it's like it's just kind of samey. Mm. There's not a lot of inspiration. The cutscenes which were colored that turn into black and white images, like there's just this is sort of like dropping off of effort as it goes on and there's some it's uneven. There's some really good stuff and there's some stuff that you're like, eh. Mm. I don't know. I just found myself not really caring about the story as I got to the end. That's and a then uh, the combat wasn't super compelling, you know, I was, just, but I mean, I was just kind of playing spin to win mm. mech character, but I don't know. Uh, I, I think I'm just ready to move on. I'm not ready to sort of stick around and keep playing a bunch more torchlight at this point. Yeah. Um, um, sounds like I also you're not- found out path of exile is free on, so I, I didn't realize this, but you don't have to have a game pass to get an Xbox and have free games. They, have, they actually have just a ton of free games. So Path of Exile was on there. I kind of switched just to play some, just to get variety, just to play something sure. different. How was that on console? But, I assume it's probably Diablo like. Probably plays uh, fun. the gameplay is great. The menu system, like oh my god, it's just it's it's a nightmare. <laughs> just like you know, because with a mouse, it's easy to drag and drop things places. And in that game, they want you to press all kinds of buttons, and they seem to shift the buttons around. And that game has a ton of systems. So moving stuff in the inventory is it? Yeah, that, the, that's why I like the Diablo three consoleification. They, they really were smart about how they handled inventory and swapping things but, in and um, out. I wish I wish that game was like Path that. of Exile is built on that socket system, right? You yeah. want to get more sockets, and then you need to move and program the sockets. And it's like press X to lift the gem, press A <laughs> to drop it in, press Y to put it back. Like, and then you get mixed up because they kind of move around when. You know, like, and then you actually put a thing where it isn't supposed to be, and you're like, oh, it's supposed to be Y press, not X, mm. and A I press, not Y, and my brain's going like, oh my god, this is the hardest part of the game is moving my shit around in my inventory. Ah, and mm. you spend like 30 minutes in town doing it, where with the mouse, you'd probably be done in two minutes. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. But uh, gameplay is fine. This is a lot, like, Apex is on. There's a lot of, like, I didn't realize, there's a lot of just free game, free oh, yeah. games on there. Yeah. I also got uh, games with gold is apparently this thing where you get free games, I mm-hmm. think in perpetuity. So yeah. like I got, so all my old Xbox purchases are on there. And then I, so I got Lego Batman, which is an Xbox nice. 360 game, but, but I'm like, whatever, it's free. And I got it. So I like Lego um, Batman. That's a great game. Also, I bought Red Dead Redemption on Xbox 360 and I still own it on there, which is actually kind of nice because I never really played oh, it. Oh, nice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That the backwards compatibility yeah. on that's really good. That version. Um, yeah, it's kind of nice to see all my old purchases. Anyways, I'm sort of on a tangent, but um, I don't recommend. I don't, uh, you know, if you want a console or ARPG, Torchlight 3 will serve you, but it's just hard to recommend. It just, it's just, yeah. you know, they, they were charging money for it, right? It's okay on the Game Pass, but I wouldn't, 
you said I'm going to spend forty bucks on this thing, I'd be like, pass, pass just hard pass. Yeah, on it. yeah, yeah. A little B tier uh, yeah. for that game. That's All right, probably. well, uh, uh, quite the lineup uh, for Bo this week. Uh, now this. That's a good question. You may have heard that earlier. You hear it again. We're going to do a quick email from Ziggurat. Ziggurat, who wrote in to talk to the core at gmail.com. Talk to the core at gmail.com. Still the number one email getter on the entire network right now. Don't know why. Just is. Uh, <clears throat> says hello, Scott, Bo, and John. I did that in the wrong order. Anyway, the new Edge browser is based on Chromium, the same as Google Chrome, but it's arguably a bit faster and works with Edge extensions and Google Chrome extensions. I was surprised, too, because I reinstalled Windows and Microsoft Edge tried to, sorry, uh, begged me to try it, saying it was faster than Chrome, and I've had less issues with it. Now it is my main browser. Also, I like the imposing look of Western dragons, but Eastern-style dragons are pretty. Have a great day, Ziggurat. So, a uh, little bit of browser advice, and uh, uh, through a through a, a coin to both me and John for our dragon yep. style choices. So very nice. It's a nice email. Yeah, you might be right. Um, Chrome so, Edge is so fine. dismissive of Edge. It's probably just fine. At this it point. is. I use it on. Um, I have a version of, or um, um, I have it on my Mac and my PC, and I jump back and forth, and it is fast. It's real good that way. I think I still prefer brave overall which is also chromium based but is way more secure than most of the google stuff and for that matter microsoft stuff so if you're looking for a fast browser that's still based in the same tech that's the way to do that but yeah there's nothing wrong with edge these days it's fine if you're using chrome there's another reason you couldn't use edge everything's importable it's all syncable like they made a good browser so use at your own risk i guess uh, send those emails, talk to the core gmail.com, and that will be about it for us. Now, a reminder this show is paid for because you guys help us out over at patreon.com slash core show. It is why it is on the air and how it stays on the air because of your good graces. Check it out, patreon.com slash core show today. I want to thank everybody who listens to core that may have supported my Kickstarter, which just ended today, yesterday rather. Um, it's all hands on deck right now to get the thing done, but. Uh, we did it, and it was because you guys are super rad and supporting it. Thank you guys all very much. If you haven't heard about this or want to know more, you can check out Rock Runners Incorporated, a game I designed, uh, and its progress over at rockrunners.art.art. That's where it'll be. Right now, it just takes you to the Kickstarter and gives you all those details. Of it. There'll be a site up as well soon. And uh, again, huge thanks to everybody who supported it. Talk to the core at gmail.com is our email address. Our website is frogpants.com slash core. You can also find us on Twitter, CorePod, John underscore Jagger. I'm at Scott Johnson. You can find Bo at Bo Schwartz. Speaking of Bo, Bo, any final words of wisdom for the crowd before we leave? Mm, you are so beautiful. Yeah. Can't you see? Oh, that's it. All right. Well, thank you for that. That was great. John, what would you like to add? Uh, piggybacking off of Bose, um, I think you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> he's nice. taller, right? Yeah. He, you know, tall people. <laughs> Very Ugh, nice he's so tall. <laughs> well, <laughs> on <laughs> reminds me of car wrecks. <laughs> on that note, uh, we'll be back next time with more. And in between now and then, we hope you guys have a great week. We'll see you then.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. <laughs> You've done that so much now. You can never not do that. After I show. love doing it.